or SN Carnival 2. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum on the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. When a safety barrier is hit, it catches you like a net, slows you down and prevents you from hitting a tree or oncoming traffic. Safety barriers save lives, getting us towards zero. 69. The number of cancer-causing chemicals in tobacco smoke. 16. The number of places in your body that smoking causes cancer, including the bladder, bowel, liver and pancreas. 1 in 5. The number of all cancers caused by smoking. 1. The number of clear ways you have to reduce your risk if you're a smoker. Call Quitline 137848 or go to quit.org.au. Inside every edition of Winning Post, great stories, expert previews and comprehensive form guides for race meetings right across the nation, right across the weekend. That's why Winning Post is Australia's top-selling racing paper. Grab your Winning Post at your newsagents every Friday. Your club, Craigie Burns Sporting Club. The Sporty is now your prime function venue. The breathtaking new function room is now open. Already it's hosted wedding receptions, engagement parties, christenings, birthdays and seminars. Up to 300 guests. And the reviews have been awesome. Why not make an appointment with the Sporty Function team to plan your special occasion? Craigie Burns' best functions are now happening at the Sporty. Craigie Burns Sporting Club. Find out more at craigieburnsc.com.au. If you love the caravan lifestyle, you want to keep your camper, pop-top or caravan in top condition. So head to the Bayswater Jayco Service Division. The workshop team are experts in servicing and repairs, including warranty and insurance work. And they can fit your new Bayswater Jayco accessories too. Why not book in for a service today and be ready for the road with Bayswater Jayco. Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater and at bayswaterjayco.com.au. Footy's done and dusted. The Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. You can talk with Father Jared Dowling. Welcome to the Family Council Program. It's great to be with you wherever you are. We all need a helping hand. It's always great to come in here, spend these two hours with you as you listen. And a friendly voice is just a phone call away. It ends on the line. Hi, Jared. The Family Counselor Program. We all need someone to talk to. Sunday nights from 10. RSN 927. Presented by Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. 
It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Our children are so precious, and the next generation of farmers. Make a safe play area where the fence and gates are secure. With supervision, you'll reduce the chance of kids being injured, or worse. Visit farmsafe.org.au. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au Or SN Carnival 2. Very good morning and welcome to Windy Hill in Essendon for the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company on a beautiful day out here at Essendon for this match between 10th and 11th. An even battle. Will the Darabin Falcons go back-to-back with their victories after an upset against the NT Thunder last week at Preston City Oval? Or will Essendon get a win on the board after last Last week, technically having a bye, but as we called them against GWS Giants, they may have lost, but they put up a pretty damn good fight against an AFLW side. It means a very intriguing clash on our hands here for this Saturday. Joining me today in commentary, yes, I've got a fellow voice alongside me for Essendon supporters, so you won't just hear my voice solo today. It's great to have from the Homestand Sports Degree course. Of course, she's doing media work for AFL Outer East as well, and of course, running around playing football for the Black and footy club. It's great to have Elise Collette. Elise, how are you? Morning, Pete. Not too bad. Uh, thanks for having me. Great to have you out here at uh, Windy Hill and Essendon. And yes, a slight cool breeze, not too bad, but the ground looking in pretty good condition. Yeah, very true. No glue pot to speak of in the middle of the ground as we've had in the uh, previous couple of weeks. And yeah, it should hold up, hold up really well. Now, I've been told uh, Darabin Falcons have given me a late change. Uh, that is out is uh, one Esther Honeybun. She's a late out. And Jasmine D'Amato will come in for her. So uh, that's actually a big out for the Darabin Falcons because Esther Honeybun has been playing pretty well for them. Yeah, very true. But um, they also have a very, um, very experienced in this week in Lauren out now. It's not a... I don't believe it's her first game of the year, but second, yeah, yeah. But you can't, you can't beat 
uh, Lauren's experience. Well, that's, that's the big three, isn't it, for the Darabin Falcons, as we're going to talk about in our pre-game show. We'll have some tips with Coxie. And by the way, coming up at 11.20, we'll be chatting to Michael Erickson, the coach of the Darabin Falcons. We talked about the big two last week, Lauren Pierce and Elise O'Day, and they did not disappoint. Now you combine that with Lauren R. Now they look even more dangerous. Yeah, going to prove it. Uh, an even tougher challenge for Essendon today. It does beg the question um, when we look at the Darabin Falcon side, and we'll find out from Michael Erickson uh, shortly, where Lauren R now will uh, slide into the squad. Are they going to play a deep forward and force Georgia Hammond up to centre-half forward? Mm, That'll be interesting, because interesting, because Hammond's got that big kick, so she can can probably play either position. Hmm. But we have also seen Lauren Arnell play on the ball before. But do you do that when you've already got Elise O'Day playing on the ball? I also note Kathleen Rowe back in the side as well. A welcome addition in the back line. That's going to strengthen them. For the Essendon Bombers, we've got news for them. Um, as confirmed last week, um, uh, we've got two of their gun players out for the rest of the season. A knee issue with Hayley Bullis means that she's missing the... They were hopeful she was going to be back um, with a couple of games to go before the season's out, but she's been put on ice for the rest of the year. Uh, and then with Courtney Ugal, uh, it was confirmed. We called the game against Collingwood here when it happened. It is a broken leg, and she is gone for the rest of the VFLW season. Yeah, it did not look good when it happened, and it's it's not good, but um, hopefully she'll be able to um, rest, recover, and come back stronger next season. Now, I, I don't know the absolute specifics of the injury for, um, for one Courtney, uh, for one Haley Bullis, but, um, I do suppose in that, um, even if she was maybe a 50-50 chance of coming back, considering it looks like Essendon won't be playing finals, uh, you do have to raise the question. If she could have come back, maybe they've gone, okay, there's a possibility that ex-AFLW club wants to take you uh, and they're requesting, don't aggravate it anymore, stay on ice, we're going to take you, just, you know, get yourself right. Yeah, it's, a, it's that interesting dilemma. We're never going to know if an AF, AFLW club has spoken to the accident personnel, but yeah, I guess only a matter of time before we find out. What we're going to do is we're going to take this opportunity to take a look at what's coming up in round 11. During the week, I caught up with our league caller and Matthew Cox, and we asked Coxie for his tips on who he thinks is going to win in round 11 of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition. I look through this list, and I tell you what, there's not a bad game amongst it. All of the sides evenly matched. We start Saturday, 12pm at Windy Hill. It is 10th versus 11th. Both teams, two wins, six losses. Essendon versus Darabin. It's a really interesting one, isn't it? Um, Darabin coming off a, a good performance against the Northern Territory Thunder. Essendon, we know, has been pretty good throughout the season. Um, technically coming off the bye, but they did have the invitational game on the weekend. I'm going to lean towards Essendon, but I wouldn't be surprised if Darabin get up. I'm going to back Darabin in that game. I'm just worried about the injuries that Essendon do have at the moment, even though they put up a really, really good showing against the GWS Giants. Then 2pm at Morwell Recreation Reserve, Collingwood versus Melbourne Uni. This is top of the table versus fifth. Collingwood rolling along nicely, but Melbourne Uni coming in red hot after touching up Richmond. 
you would have said probably three or four weeks ago, Collingwood would have shooed this in by about 10 goals. Um, they've just been that dominant. Melbourne University looked a little bit lost in the, in the games that we uh, covered them uh, a month or so ago. Um, given their result on the weekend, but that might just be the turning point for them. This shapes up to be another 50-50 game, in my opinion. I think Collingwood uh, will have a bit of fire in the belly, given they probably didn't perform as they would have liked uh, against Williamstown, despite getting the win. Collingwood should win this, but again, like the first game, I wouldn't be surprised if Melbourne University can cause an upset against the the top-of-the-table side. So then let's go to Alice Springs, Saturday, 5.30pm. The NT Thunder versus the Casey Demons. Uh, This is sixth versus ninth. Both sides having a very inconsistent season. Yeah, Northern Territory Thunder will be glad to be back in a warmer climate after the weekend, I'm I'm assuming, and back on a fast deck. So conditions should suit them more. Casey, don't rule them out, but uh, I just don't see them finding a way to get over the line. I think they'll be very competitive. They'll they'll push it to the Northern Territory Thunder, but as has been the story of this season, I think they'll just lapse one or two times during the game and just be unable to match the pace and the skill of the Northern Territory Thunder side, who should win probably about a two-to-three-goal two victory. Then on Sunday, 11.30am at Box Hill City Oval, two sides that have been stuttering, Hawthorne versus Richmond. Yes, yes, well, again, four weeks ago, you would have said Richmond would have been a walk in the park. They, they need to find some form, though, after the weekend's result against Melbourne University. And as I said before in the recap of the games for Hawthorne, maybe the weekend's result for them was a turning point to, to just just click them into gear, get them straight, get them focused on getting the results because they seem to have just been going through the motions for this part of the season. It shapes up as a, a really good contest. I'm going to tip Hawthorne one last time. I think I'm going to give them one last roll of the dice to get their season going. Um, Richmond will be there or thereabouts, uh, depending on who pulls on the Guernsey for them on the weekend. Um, but I think the Hawks should get the job done. If they don't, I won't be tipping them again for the rest of the season. Then we go to Sunday. We believe at this stage it'll be at Icon Park at 2pm. There's just some fixture clashes at the moment, which we're trying to clarify with AFL Victoria as time of recording. Uh, Carlton versus Williamstown. This is second last versus last, the Battle of the Cellar Dwellers. Yeah, and look... It's another 50-50 game. Williamstown have been impressive. Carlton haven't been doing what we think they can do. Um, do they fire up? Do they get confidence out of the draw on the weekend? Who knows? Williamstown uh, will fight hard. They'll scrap hard. And if they can just uh, combat Carlton uh, around the, the contest and, and get uh, similar scoring opportunities like they get to Collingwood and hopefully be a little more accurate. They'll definitely be in the game. Carlton should win. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if Williamstown is able to cause an upset. And then finally, at uh, Trevor Barker Beach Oval, Sunday, 3.10pm, this is second versus fourth. This is the Southern Saints versus the Western Bulldogs. And according to my mail, I believe that Danny Marshall, the American who's been signed to the Bulldogs to play AFLW for them, played three VFLW games earlier in the year for them, will be back in Melbourne this weekend to play in this match. 
Isn't that ironic, given the Saints were one of the other clubs rumoured to be interested in Marshall's uh, interesting timing, I'll, I'll say to that. Uh, Southern Saints should get back on the winner's list. I think they'll be bitterly disappointed with what uh, happened on the weekend to them. Uh, they should bounce back. The Western Bulldogs, again, they're, they're a side that's hard to read based on who they're bringing in and out of the, 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 the side that takes to the field. So I'm, I'm not... I've not been confident with the Bulldogs, and I'm still not confident with them. I'm going to lean the way of the Southern Saints to bounce back on the weekend. Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au. The 30-minute trots report. One out, one back. All the industry news from around Victoria and the people who make this sport happen. RSN 97 joins Harness Racing Victoria for one out, one back. Thursday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. Children drown in portable pools every year in Australia. Others are hospitalised because of non-fatal drowning incidents. Young children can easily topple in and drowning is silent and happens quickly. Royal Life Saving and Consumer Affairs Agencies across Australia are reminding people to take important safety steps like active supervision of kids in and around portable pools. The question is, can you make it safe? For more information and simple safety tips, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash make it safe. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley's slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. For the big game this weekend, here's where to meet up. The Mail Exchange Hotel, five minutes walk from Marvel Stadium. Ales, wine, superb food and tap terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel, it's where the footy fans meet up. Corner of Burke and Spencer Streets, City, opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. The winter issue of Ladies in Racing magazine is out now with Winx on the cover. Inside, an eight-page Winx special packed with stories and photos. Plus, stories on the Wakeful Club's Lady of Racing, jockey Christine Pauls, Jamie Carr, and Harness Racing's fearless Rainswomen. Ladies in Racing, for those who love the glamour and stories of females in racing. Six issues, starting with the winter edition, for only $59, including postage in Australia. Call 1-300-783-112 or Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day. And they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. Can I get you anything? Um, yeah, another beer, thank you. Yep. Stop. Right, sir, the result of the preliminary breath test indicates that your breath contains alcohol. I now require you to accompany me to a testing vehicle for the purpose. Police are out to make sure you think twice about how you drive. So before you drive after having a few drinks, think of them. Towards zero... 
TAC. Premiership coach Paul Roos talks teamwork, leadership and creating a winning culture. One of the smartest minds in football talks about his life and the lessons he's learned on the next Reclink Sporting Chance Night. If you're in sport or business, come and learn from one of the best. It's on Wednesday, August 14 at the Hoppers Club. Pelham Drive, Hoppers Crossing. Tickets just $25, but bookings are a must. Call 94196672 and join Paul Roos. Reclink, including the Unincluded. There's jumpers, hoodies, and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au RSN Carnival 2 is the RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. We are bringing you the Round 11 clash between Essendon and Darabin. It is 10th versus 11th and it's bound to be a cracking game. Uh, our bounce down time is 12 o'clock. We're 40 minutes away. Michael Erickson will be joining us shortly, the Darabin Falcons uh, head coach, to talk about, obviously, last week their win against the NT Thunder. Um, and, of course, uh, we'll be uh, dissecting Essendon's loss last week against GWS. It wasn't for Premiership points. It was an invitational match only, but there was some highlights to come out of that for the Bombers. But talking about the Darabin Falcons, we might as well just pass our headset along here to the coach of the Darabin Falcons, one Michael Erickson. Uh, Michael, great to have you on the call for leaguetees.com.au and I made the comment last week after after we did the interview with you and we gave the tips and I went with the Falcons by five points. I'll boast about that. But you said you were up and about. There was a bit of a pep in the step. Did you notice something about your side before that game against the Thunder where you thought, we're on today? It was probably just energy from the whole group. They've been up and about the last couple of weeks, sort of. Probably we look back to that Williamstown game and that was when we beat... Williamstown obviously got our first win for the year and since then they've had some real confidence and it's followed into training which has followed into matches. What does that win mean against the NT Thunder? Not just of ladder position this year but last year the Falcons got touched up twice by the NT Thunder to have to, to be fair on paper a slightly weaker side compared to last year's squad to get a win over a side of that calibre. Yeah it was fantastic it was really good for the group um all the effort that we put into them um the players like June obviously coming back she was fantastic but the whole group as a whole they really performed well across the field. And it's credit to them because they've really put in the hard yards over the last few weeks. Uh, speaking of players coming back in, you've got one, Lauren Arnell, back in this uh, this week. What does that mean for the group and uh, heading forward? Yeah, again, so Loz has been up at the Gold Coast playing up there with Brisbane. So it's great to have her back. She's been crooked this week, so she's a little underdone. Um, but her leadership out on the field with Junior, with LP, those players from AFLW, it's fantastic for such a young group. Where does that leave Georgia Hammond to play today? Are you using something like I now to play deep forward and have Georgia Hammond push up towards centre-half forward? Uh, G will play um, forward ruck, as she's been doing. She'll yeah. probably play a bit higher, especially with the wind today, just so yeah. she can get her hands on it. Arnell will probably go through the middle a bit today as well, so she'll play middle and forward. Um, 
Yeah. Are you impressed with her as well? Because I saw that tweet about it when you talked about Georgia Hammond, 12 disposals, 11 hitouts, importantly, seven inside 50s as well as four marks. Yeah, so we know she's got a thumping kick. We all saw it at St Kilda a few weeks back, but her ability to get up the ground, receive the ball, and then turn quickly and get it to the advantage of our forwards has been something we've been missing. So it's really good for her to be able to play so high. Um, we were told uh, about 10 minutes ago that... Um Jasmine DiMarto's come in for Esther Honeybun. What what can you tell us about Jasmine? Yeah, Jazz is really exciting. She's played a couple of games for us. She came from the Oakley Chargers this year, so she played NAB League down there. Uh, she's a kind of a small, well, I guess medium-sized mid-forward, so she's played forward predominantly for us, but today she'll get a chance on the wing. So she played inside midfield and forward down at Oakley, so we're going to put her outside today and see how she goes on the wing. We're talking about uh, experience coming up on the side. Lauren Arnell was mentioned, but also Kathleen Rowe. Great to have her back in the side. And I remember she being named in the back pocket in the VFLW Team of the Week about a month or so ago. Yeah, so she's actually been overseas for the Women's World Cup uh, for the yeah. last month. So she went over there, got a nice break. Um, it was well planned before the season yeah. had started. So hard life played. for some, hard life. Yeah, okay. yeah. She played uh, local at Northern Footy League last week just to return and she's back in this week so we're excited to have her back she's in our leadership group as well Absolutely and also you mentioned a, a 23rd player from last week which we felt played well in defence uh, right on the last line of defence Victoria Blackwood Yeah so she comes into our 22 this week so she's done as a yeah. 23rd and let's hope that we see the form we've seen the last couple of weeks from her Let's talk about your opponents today, Essendon. Uh, they had a match last week, not for premiership points. They were playing uh, GWS. Even though they were beaten on the scoreboard and beaten in a number of, st- of stats, they actually thrashed the Giants when it came to tackling. What type of pressure are you expecting today from Essendon? And have you talked about how you're going to handle that? Yeah, their midfield group is really high in tackle numbers. And Shay Audley's one that's up there uh, in league top 10 for tackles. So... We know from a midfield group that if they're not getting the ball, they're going to be jumping on us pretty quickly. So we've spoken about that and what we'll do at a stoppage in terms of spreading pretty quickly from there so they can't hunt us. Uh, We've also spoken across the ground. They really like to tackle and stick them hard. So we need to have a good high work rate today to get away from them. Um, As we're talking about um, Essence tackles, what's a, a key area that you guys need to make sure you get right in order to get the win today? Uh, if you look at our stats, probably clearances and inside 50s. If we're winning clearances and inside 50s, that's generally where we're winning our game. So if LP gets first use on the ruck against Sim, which mm. is a really good ruck for them, um, it's going to give our midfield a chance. And then if we've got players like Georgia Hammond or Loz Arnell pumping the ball inside 50, that's where we're probably going to look to win it today. So we're about, uh, well, just past the halfway mark, almost two-thirds of the way through the season, taking away wins and losses for the moment. When it comes to your key performance indicators, how do you think you're faring? Yeah, we're doing really well. We've played a lot of young players and we've developed a lot of players, which has been the goal. Uh, The end goal is hopefully to get a few drafted to AFLW, so we won't know that for a while. But some of the young players that previously haven't got a lot of senior football um, have been really positive for us. Someone like a Rachel Hibbard that last week went down. She did her ACL, so she's out for the year. But she has played really good, consistent football to now. So it was really positive for her season up until then. And people like you've said, G Hammond and those yeah. type, I think they're taking their game to the next level. So we're looking at it across the board as a real positive for a lot of the girls. Well, Michael, thank you very much for joining us on the pregame show for leagetees.com.au. And we wish you all the very best you take on the Bombers here today at Windy Hill. Thanks, guys. That's Michael Erickson, the uh, head coach of the Darabin Falcons, joining us here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. We're 34 minutes away from Bounce Down.
confident today. I wouldn't quite say the big smiling pep in the step like last week, but but very confident. This is about business. I think he knows there's going to be a lot of pressure being thrown at him today from the Bombers, as we saw last week, just tackle after tackle after tackle like they did against the GWS Giants. Yeah, very true, but I... I feel like they would have taken a lot of confidence mm. um, out of beating a side like Northern Territory. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm expecting a close game today. Well, yes, yeah, so Simone Nelda, as uh, he was mentioning for Essendon, he praised her, but she's got a massive job today coming up against uh, Lauren Pierce, who's one of the best in the business going around. Uh, and, and and this is the, the battle, essentially, it comes down to Pierce trying to feed O'Day while Nelda's trying to feed Nanskarwin. Yeah, I I would argue that um, Simone Nelda's probably got the toughest job in the v- uh, VFLW today, and as I mentioned last week, Lauren Pierce is just a jack of all trades. So, yeah, it'll be quite an interesting battle. Absolutely. As we have a look outside at the moment with the Darabin Falcons coming out onto the ground, if you've just heard, Esther Honeybun is out and Jasmine Diamato is uh, coming into today's side. Crowd at the moment here is much more half an, away, half an hour away from bounce down is, well, to be modest, 10 people. Um, let's hope they're all coming in of late. Let's just hope it's Eston supporters hung over from last night celebrating that uh, 50-odd point come from behind or turnaround victory over the Adelaide Crows. <laughs> Sounds like it was a good win. Didn't catch any of the game myself, but yes, sounds like it was a very good win. Oh, I didn't, but uh, being a quote-unquote Essendon supporter, uh, I am going to uh, sit at home at some stage this afternoon <laughs> and just, 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 then. just skip through the goal section and just watch us kick goal after goal. And just go, oh, this, this is nice. This is nice. I like this. So, um, uh, yes. Are Essendon's VFL side playing today by any chance? Uh, I think they are. Let me bring that up for you on the uh, VFL that lab. that could be a reason that the crowd's low. And, of course, we'll talk about, uh, again, just recapping the other games that are on as much as we did the uh, tips with Coxie a little bit earlier. Love this VFL app. You've got to go through the whole TAC ad, and it takes what, how long to load. It's like, hurry up already and get to the game. And then you uh, have to flick to um, Essendon have different. Essendon have the buy in the VFL. Oh, okay. So no excuses for Essendon supporters. Pull the digit out and come down here to Windy Hill for that 12 p.m. start um, because uh, at the moment uh, it is 13 degrees and it will be getting warmer. 14 degrees now. There you are. Like I said, it's getting warmer. And um, it'll be 15 or 16 today, but it's actually rather pleasant outside. You need to throw a jacket on if you're sitting in the shade, but uh, it is very good conditions. So you're listening to RSCN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com. And the VFL app, we're bringing you Essendon versus the Darabin Falcons. As we go through the Bombers today, um, and we look through the side, a few important ints. Alexandra Quigley is back into the side. Gives them some marking power. We talked about it last time against Collingwood, where, um, again, a bit like GWS, got a lot of pressure. They actually won a fair bit of the ball against the Pies. But the uh, the disappointing thing was, them, as soon as they got to their forward half of the field, there was no one really to hit as a target. And it was kind of like a very scattergun approach going inside 50. Hopefully, quickly today straightens them up. Yeah, and cause they were really competitive and quite even early on against Collingwood. But then, yeah, they had the Pies had a lot a lot more um, tar- marking targets inside 50, like um, Chloe Malloy, Jamie Lambert, Stacey Livingston. So, yeah... Hopefully, um, Quigley's able to provide that option. As we continue looking through the, the uh, squad for today, um, as we said, uh, there will be no uh, uh, 
Haley Bullers. There'll be no uh, Courtney Eagle out with injuries. I see the 23rd player today is Tierra Fry, who's in the side. Um, he performed okay last week against the GWS Giants. That's a player to keep an eye out for. They've also got to talk about players back from the Gold Coast. Of course, Lauren Arnell, as we said, back for the Darren Falcons, who was obviously playing for the Brisbane Lions um, um, up in the Gabba last week. But Lauren Arendt was up in Queensland. Of course, she is now on the Gold Coast list. Uh, she is back today, and she'll be playing in the Essendon side, an important in. Okay, and then if you look further down the list, um, a lot of a lot of experience as well. Someone like uh, Chloe Lahn, who I believe used to play at the Devils, correct me if I'm wrong, and has got a lot of experience as well. And then got uh, players like Nan Scarwin, who we were alluding to before. And I have to correct my uh, sheet as well because I've realised I put Maddie Collier in twice. So, so yeah, I, I'm I'm doing very well here today, and don't worry that that deserves a. Can you blame me? Um, blame me overnight shift? Well, I didn't do the overnight shift this week, so I can't blame that. But I did work a late shift. I did work a late shift. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. We've got more pregame for leagueteas.com.au coming up right here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. Pregame for leagueteas.com.au. The 30-minute trots report. One out, one back. All the industry news from around Victoria and the people who make this sport happen. RSN 97 joins Harness Racing Victoria for one out, one back Thursday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. Children drown in portable pools every year in Australia. Others are hospitalised because of non-fatal drowning incidents. Young children can easily topple in and drowning is silent and happens quickly. Royal Life Saving and Consumer Affairs Agencies across Australia are reminding people to take important safety steps like active supervision of kids in and around portable pools. The question is, can you make it safe? For more information and simple safety tips, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash make it safe. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. For the big game this weekend, here's where to meet up. The Mail Exchange Hotel, five minutes walk from Marvel Stadium. Ales, wine, superb food and tap terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel, it's where the footy fans meet up. Corner Burke and Spencer Streets, City, opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. The winter issue of Ladies in Racing magazine is out now with Winx on the cover. Inside, an eight-page Winx special packed with stories and photos. Plus, stories on the Wakeful Club's Lady of Racing, jockey Christine Pauls, Jamie Carr, and Harness Racing's fearless Rainswomen. Ladies in Racing, for those who love the glamour and stories of females in racing. Six issues, starting with the winter edition, for only $59, including postage in Australia. Call 1-300-783-112 or see ladiesinracingmagazine.com.au. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day. And they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. Can I get you anything? Uh, yeah, another beer, thank you. Yep. 
stop. Right, sir, the result of the preliminary breath test indicates that your breath contains alcohol. I now require you to accompany me to a testing vehicle for the Police are out to make sure you think twice about how you drive. So before you drive after having a few drinks, think of them. Towards zero, TAC. Premiership coach Paul Roos talks teamwork, leadership and creating a winning culture. One of the smartest minds in football talks about his life and the lessons he's learned on the next RecLink Sporting Chance Night. If you're in sport or business, come and learn from one of the best. It's on Wednesday, August 14 at the Hoppers Club. Pelham Drive, Hoppers Crossing. Tickets just $25, but bookings are a must. Call 94196672 and join Paul Roos. RecLink, including the unincluded. There's jumpers, hoodies, and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au RSN Carnival 2 is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. For leaguetees.com.au, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Essendon versus the Darabin Falcons, live from Windy Hill in Essendon. Uh, a few clouds about in the sky, but otherwise a beautiful Melbourne day. It's currently 14 degrees outside. Both sides out on the ground warming up uh, as we speak. The player that I was just trying to think of uh, before we hit the break um, uh, for Essendon, we're glad to see back on the side is Ruby Svark. That's S-V-A-R-C. Um, it looked like she might have had a, con- a possible condition or something like that. She might have hit her head last week, but looks like she's been done all the checks and they've given her the OK and it wasn't anything too serious from uh, last week's game against GW. Oh, that's always good to hear. Um, yeah, concussion's never fun, and as we've seen a lot in media lately, the effects long-term can be quite disastrous. Indeed. Um, as... Uh looking at the squads as they go through. Cecilia McIntosh back in the Bombers' side. She was one of those that was rested last week in the game against the uh, GWS uh, Giants, and uh, she's one of the uh, leaders that the Essendon squad is going to need, particularly if they're going to nullify again, not only the Aliso Day and Lauren Arnell, but of course having the likes of uh, 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 sorry, Aliso Day and Lauren Pierce, but having Lauren Arnell back in the side. She is going to be a, a big in for them. The question is who Kathleen Rowe is going to take for the Darabin Falcons. Uh, key back pocket player. Probably all looks of things, she'll probably get Alexandra quickly, but then it depends on where someone like a Maddie Collier lines up. If Collier either lines up on the ball or if Collier ends up in the forward pocket, a small v small, it might be Rowe versus Collier. Yeah, and then you've got someone also like like an Eloise Gardner as well. She has played mostly forward, but I did notice last week she played a lot of time in defence as well, so it'd be I'll be uh, looking out to see where where she starts today. So let's talk about, obviously, some of the players to watch in this side that we think that might be the potential of being picked up for the AFLW draft that's coming around in October. As we notice that, of course, the Darabin Falcons, they're an independent standalone side, no men's team attached, just only a women's side. Uh, of course, part of the Darabin Women's Sports Club with two sides in the Northern Football League. And, of course, with Essendon, as much as they're an AFL club, they do not have an AFLW licence. So uh, their players, if they want an AFLW career, will obviously have to go elsewhere. Uh, 
when they're picked up in said draft. If we look through the Bombers squad, Cecilia McIntosh, a former ex-AFLW player, but has retired from that level. So uh, that's one that we rule out. Alexandra Quigley, um, potential to be an AFLW football, but has been in and out, in and out, in and out. Probably not. She's uh, one that's been around the system quite a yeah. while, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and she has talked about issues with depression, etc., in the past. Um, uh, and uh, I'm not sure if she's still going through that or anything like that, but there was an article about that when I refer to it as in the past. Um, uh, if she was able to get a full season under her belt, she is the type of player where you go, absolutely has the skill to make AFLW level, but obviously they're, you know, mentally and physically getting her ready and prepared for that. Um, if we continue through the list, Kirby Hicks is. Is a player that's been around for a while, back pocket player. For, I remember, I think X Carlton. If I'm trying yeah, to, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, and you know, she, she's a player that, particularly for a side like St Kilda or Richmond, are looking to fill out the list with the, their last few picks. Will go. Yep, this is a good solid player that we can rely upon. Uh, Shay Audley is, is my big surprise. When she got dropped from Carlton or delisted, I, I still couldn't figure it out for the life of me. I thought she was playing good football. She was performing well. Yes, she's on the other side of 30, but she's still got plenty of good years of footy left in her. It's like, for Carlton to drop her, it's like, well, this is interesting. I guess maybe did they have too many of the same kind of player? I don't know yeah. Carlton's list well off the top of my head, but, yeah, that might be my only theory. But, yeah, she's been playing really well lately, so... Why not give it another go? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, when, when you look at the type of footballer that she is, you go, okay, sides that are going to need someone of that ilk, you go, uh, we'd love to see her at Richmond because she's a Richmond supporter, but the question is, will she be trying to be battling with a Monique Conti type for that role? Um, very similar height, similar build. Um, or possibly maybe it's St Kilda? Um, that probably looks like to be the certain home for her. Um, otherwise, in midfield, maybe they need a little bit more midfield talent at Collingwood and she could end up there? I feel like someone like a St Kilda could could really do with her experience as well. Like, Richmond have got all those big names, like Sabrina Frederick, um, Katie, Mon, a whole lot of experience, but I don't think St Kilda, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think St Kilda have got that much experience. No, no, you're, you're correct. I mean, besides you, you've got your Kate McCarthy's and your Nat Exxon's that will be playing for them. Um, and, 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 you know, if they pick up a Frankie Hocking, for example, who, who's been around in the system for a while, you've got you've got some older players, but generally overall they are a very young list. So yeah. so, so it, it, that would be handy. Uh, Kendra Heil, um, we speak of, she technically is an AFLW footballer. She was contracted to the Collingwood Football Club, but when coming back from an ACL, she did the other ACL. Um, um, so she never actually got to officially play a game. Um, as we said, last year had a fairly quiet year at Essendon, has excelled this year, A, for the move to the half-back line, but B, to be able to have that full season back under about after missing two years with an ACL, uh, did her a world of good. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, signs that will need a half-back back. Um, if we look through um, maybe Collingwood after losing Stephen some years ago and the loss of Duffin, Collingwood probably needs someone to try and strengthen up their back line. Running half back, maybe again at St Kilda, uh, possibly at Richmond, you know, the, everyone's in need of a half back. I think they're right at North Melbourne and Geelong. Um, Melbourne seems to be pretty settled so I would probably say Richmond, St Kilda, Collingwood again are the sides that are probably looking for that half back. Maybe Carl yeah, I was thinking maybe Carlton to cover the loss of someone like Bree Davy, maybe. As much as they're completely different footballers, Bree uh, does play a lot in the back line. So yeah. at least at AFLW level, which I could never figure out. It's like she's a good midfielder. Throw her on the ball. Yeah, she seemed to play <laughs> everywhere at 
some points at Carlton, but yeah. Okay, so so Ketra Hole's another player that we're keeping an eye on. Of course, Maddie Collins, we said she's going to be playing at the West Coast Eagles in the uh, AFLW. Sean Wilson is another one that's gone under the radar as a midfielder. I feel she's good VFLW level football. I'm not quite sure she's next level, though. Uh, Simone Nelda as her ruck. Is she the right size? And um, um, is she is, is it, she's winning hitouts, but is the quality of the ruck work good enough that we'll see Essendon get used to the, for the ball, like as we watched today, to get Get her a spot on a list. Considering when you look around, okay, what spots are available? You got to fill a ruck spot at um, at Richmond. You got to fill a ruck spot at uh, St Kilda. You, you're actually down a ruck technically at Geelong because Erin Hoare, of course, has gone overseas uh, for her work uh, to the UK. Uh, um, yeah, with yeah, first use of the first ruck tap, you can get first hand to the ball, but if it goes straight down the throat of an opposition player, that First touch is completely useless, but just just to quickly emphasise how strong the wind is here at uh, at Windy Hill. Literally, a bin you had the 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 roof open a bin. It literally blew the bin away a good thirty metres. Jeez, oh, that will prove an interesting challenge today. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a random thing that we were just throwing out there. Uh, uh, other players that we continue to look through at, at the list is Georgian Ann Scarwin, who was uh, delisted from uh, North Melbourne, Tasmania. You saw her last week, uh, sorry, two weeks ago against uh, Collingwood, and she got a lot of the ball for the Bombers. Yeah, but I can't remember off the top of, her, of my head how what her disposal efficiency was. What did she? Was it really, really good? Because you can get a lot of the ball, but if it's um, if it's not good use of the ball, then it's not as good. If that makes any sense. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's a case of targets she's hitting up and what are the quality of the targets leading, etc. So I guess today we put, probably put the more critical eye over and we'll, we'll get you to put zero in the eye on Georgian Ann Scarwin today to go, okay, she's getting the ball, but what is the effectiveness of that football? Yeah. So, again, someone that like her that reads the ball off the back of the pack, a little bit similar to a Bree Davy type in that aspect. Um, you're not quite needed at North Melbourne because you've got an Emma Carney there. Uh, could be needed at Carlton since, again, they got lost, got, uh, um, saw the loss of uh, Bree Davy going to Collingwood. So she could end up at Carlton. Probably not needed at Richmond if, if KB plays on the ball. Um, maybe to assist at uh, St Kilda is another... Uh, spot not really needed at Melbourne, so I think it's probably down to uh, the Bulldogs. Maybe the Bulldogs help Ali Blackburn, maybe because yeah, they lost Eric Carney a couple of years ago and then lost Mon Conti yeah, and yeah. in the last season. So, and of yeah. course, the year before, in the first year, lost Jamie Lambert to Collingwood through a trade. Right, that is a good point. So, so Nance Garwin, maybe for the Bulldogs, would be uh, an interesting proposition. We go through the Darabin Falcons and their side, and uh, who we're talking about Molly Eastman, uh, more of a defensive type midfielder. Uh, she's the number nine that we're running around today. Um, Eastman's type of football, where could we see her picked up? Uh, young, running off the back. Um, I know her name was linked to the West Coast Eagles. Uh, possibly Melbourne might be a, a fit for her. I guess she's a midfielder. That's probably the hardest midfield well, to break into in the league. So, yeah, I'm not 
not 100% sure. Yeah, I'm thinking more running off the halfback or they're going to use him more as a back pocket type player. Jenna Lawson Tavern as well. She provides plenty of run through the middle of the ground. Again, a player that would be uh, amply suited for a Richmond, maybe not St Kilda. St Kilda do have plenty of run, particularly with Kate McCarthy uh, in that side. And Cat Phillips as well. Yeah, exactly. So they've got plenty of run there. So so uh, for Lawson Tavern, as I was just saying, then Richmond might be the more ideal target for her. You already got the Hosking sisters out of Carlton, so probably wouldn't fit in there. Maybe a bit more run for Geelong. Maybe. As much as you've got Percy Allen and returning Morrison, um, that that's probably the options there for uh, General Lawson Tavern. Bridie Kennedy. Um, was it Carlton? Yes, was it Carlton? Um, be used up forward, up back, spare parts type player. Um, adds a little bit of height. Probably something like a North Melbourne could be looking for, particularly with a loss of a forward uh, along the ca- capability of Mo Hope. Yeah, and could be could be a uh, useful second tool to. Um, of course, oh, plays the game very. Garner. Garner, thank so, you. Yeah, plays very differently to Mo Hope, but I'm just saying to fill the vacant forward spot that would be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Rowe as a back pocket player, where do we see her um, um, slotting into somewhere? Because I, I keep thinking about, um, uh, you know, what side needs that handy back pocket player? You go, okay, yep, Tick Carlton needs someone there. Geelong don't need someone there. Maybe at the Bulldogs alongside Hannah Scott could uh, slip in well to the back line. Richmond again building a list needed defender. They've got plenty of defenders at St Kilda, so probably not needed there. Um, uh, Collingwood, uh, maybe. Um, yeah, probably at Collingwood. So again, there's maybe three clubs as an option for Kathleen Rowe. Yeah, I was going to say probably not someone like Melbourne as well because they got rid of a defender in uh, Brooke Patterson as well. So. Yeah, maybe Collingwood, yeah. So there's some of the players to uh, keep an eye on in today's game that uh, we feel that uh, might be uh, picked up in the AFLW draft come October. Of course, we're expecting a bunch of uh, under-18s to be picked up, but considering there's two new sides entering the competition, that means hopefully plenty of spots for what we call the more senior list of players, those that are over 18 that are playing senior women's football and those that are ex-AFLW listed that are looking for their second opportunity. Hopefully, again, there'll be quite a number of spots for them because when you figure it out, that's eight Victorian sides all looking to fill about seven spots each. So that's about 50 to 55 uh, spots available yeah, and it's interesting we're talking about players like uh, Lawson Tavern and Kathleen Rowe because mm. we've been talking about like why they haven't been drafted for years but why why do you feel like that they've been overlooked for so long well, I'll talk about Rowan in a moment, and, and I do apologise. I missed, I've overlooked a big name, Georgia Hammond. Georgia Hammond, oh, forward, yeah, North Melbourne. Yeah, add her to yeah. that list as lock, well. That's lock, been lock overlooked for years. Yep, yep. Senator North. Senator North, lock her in. Um, um, the, the reason why Rowe's been overlooked, she's had a couple of knee injuries, um, so that that's held her back. That's why she hasn't uh, gotten the side. Jenna Lawson Tavern, um, she's only about 21, so she's still very young. She's, she's little, been around the... Around Darabin for so long, though. So yeah, 21, 22. That, she, she's yeah. early 20, so she's been around for a long time. Um, she's been in the situation, damned if you do, damned if you don't, because she's always been at Darabin and she's been in the star studded side. Sometimes you can be a good footballer, but because you're in such a star studded side, you don't see the ball as much as, yeah. as you would if you're, you know, a good footballer at a very poor side where they need you to win them the game. Of course, she just had to play a role because there was so much other talent around. 
in, because the other players have moved on, um, obviously because of the AFLW listed contracts, etc., um, that has now allowed her more time in the midfield, more time getting hands on the football. It's a credit to her, staying loyal to Darabin. It could have been very easy, like you see in some sports, if you're a talented person and you're not getting that opportunity, not because of anyone's fault, just that there's better players above you, that they usually go, you know what, I'm going to go play elsewhere to see if I can get a better go. She stayed very loyal to Darabin and sometimes that can be a big tick in your book when when people are looking at players to recruit going, well this is a loyal footballer happy to play the role because as much as again she's starting and getting plenty of the ball here at, um, at Darabin because of the, of the turnover of the list. She'll actually take that step back to what she used to be at Darabin if she gets picked up at AFLW as in no doubt she'll have to be a bit part player rather than a star player when yeah. she goes onto an AFLW list because, again, let's imagine she gets picked up by Melbourne. You said she got a Darren midfield there at, at <laughs> yeah, Melbourne. Exactly. So, so it's a bit of back to the future. It's a bit like, well, that's a star-studded midfield. We need you, as much as you're on the ball, we need you to go to the back pocket or something and play that role. Yeah, I guess, like, not necessarily being the star player at an AFLW level isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, if you're doing your role, that's what the coaches are going to, like be more pleased about. But we're talking about loyalty to Darabin. I feel like that's one of the, the biggest char- characteristics, rather, of a side like Darabin, that they've had so many players so loyal to them. Mm. Like, yes, Arnell went to Carlton for, I think, maybe a year, but she's come back. Um, players like uh, Eastman, Lawson Tavern, Lister, uh, Steph Simpson, O'Day, Pierce. They've, they've been around been Darabin players for so long and someone like like Elise and Lauren and throw uh, Brooke Patterson into that list they could have gone to uh, like Casey but they've chosen to come back to Darabin mm. And again, it, it is a credit. For some, it may be a case of work reasons. Um, uh, particularly, I think, for um, Elise Odar, I think she works in the city area. It's just a hassle getting all the way out to Casey Fields and coming all the way back. Um, I, get, I thought that was the same, I think, for Karen Paxman. And like Lily Mithen, when she chose, uh, she relocated to Melbourne, I think, for study. Um, when that year, of, she was, was she going to play at Melbourne? Was she going to play at Geelong? A, for that, and B, because it was a nice neutral ground in between the two clubs. Oh, yeah. well, but because she was in Melbourne, it was just a case of it's easy to go to Darabin than having to haul all the way down to Cranbourne East, down to Casey Fields. Although she has now ended up at Casey. Yeah, ex- well, yeah, as time has gone by. But, um, yeah, she's one of the players that chose Darabin because it's a more centrally located club. It's a bit like the same in the VFL men's, while a lot of blokes picked the Port Melbourne Football Club, as Gary Ayres once put it, he goes simply because of our location. We're close to the city, so so it suits people's lifestyles. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL lap. We'll return. It's the bounce down of Essendon versus the Darabin Falcons, round 11 football, right here on the home of women's football. Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au We go round Victoria for RSN 927's Country Notice Board. It's your statewide heads up on the best racing experiences in all three codes. Andrew Q's whips around Victoria for Country Notice Board. Tuesday mornings at 10 and later on podcast. You're okay. Just did it because he likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. 
If you love the caravan lifestyle, you want to keep your camper, pop-top or caravan in top condition. So head to the Bayswater Jayco Service Division. The workshop team are experts in servicing and repairs, including warranty and insurance work. And they can fit your new Bayswater Jayco accessories too. Why not book in for a service today and be ready for the road with Bayswater Jayco. Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater and at bayswaterjayco.com.au. Get back to work. But I am working. What, your latest Instagram post? I'm lodging a free dial-before-you-dig inquiry online. Visit 1100.com.au to use this free service or call 1100 during business hours. Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the Flying Doctor flying. RSN 927 conducts competitions almost every day. Every contest is run according to our general competition rules. There are even competitions which have specific terms and conditions. If you would like to read our general competition rules or any special terms and conditions, look for the links on the competitions page at rsn.net.au or ask for a copy during business hours at the RSN 927 reception desk. You've heard of the war on waste, but what can businesses do? Whether you're a brickie or a barista, you can do your bit to keep valuable resources in circulation. Planet Arc has developed the War on Waste Toolkit for Business to help you choose the right recycler or recycling equipment supplier. Get your staff on board and find products made from recycled material. Even if you're not in the recycling business, you can be in the business of recycling. Visit businessrecycling.com.au Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I'm 95 points, and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dogged win in the end because we're a pretty young group, and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over the top of us, but that one's the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's why football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. Analog, digital, and streaming. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum. On the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. Behind bathroom tiles, under vinyl floor covering and carpets. You might not know it, but homes built or renovated before 1987 may contain asbestos. In cement sheeting, corrugated roofing, almost anywhere. So if you're renovating or doing a bit of DIY and you don't know the dangers, you could be risking your own and your family's lives. Is it my turn, Dad? Are you playing renovation roulette? Find out at asbestosawareness.com.au Need a new car battery? RACV comes to you seven days a week. Book your installation online in just minutes and they'll do the rest. To book, visit racv.com.au slash batteries. RSN Carnival 2 
Essendon right on time and right on the siren. Windy Hill and Essendon is the venue. Round 11 it is of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition. It's the Bombers and the Falcons. Peter Holden and Elise Collette with you for the call of the game live on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. For those asking, no video stream of this game. Uh, we have been told by a third party that uh, the AFL Victoria have nixed the idea of us streaming games and taking their vision. Rather disappointing. We'd like to see more coverage of women's football, but then again, that's po- football politics, folks. Let's try and get some tips before we get this game underway. Elise Collette, who do you think will win today and by how much? Uh, I'm going to give it to the Falcons by two goals. Today, I'm going with... Essendon by a point. I think we might be in for a thriller. The Falcons going to the primary school end, going towards the railway end are the Bombers. It was one out by Pierce brought immediately to ground. Dan Scalman jumped straight in and wrapped up her opponent. We'll call for a ball up. Crowd here at the moment, approximately 100. Disappointing crowd. Would have liked to see more people here, considering no Essendon VFL men's today and Essendon AFL men's played yesterday. Quickly taken out of the pack by the Falcons. Again, smothered by Dan Scalman, who goes in for a second tackle of the day. Lister jumped in there for the Falcons. Ball came out a little awkwardly through the legs there of Heil. Heil goes in for the tackle. Quick hand pass out by Lauren RNs. It's intercepted. Sent back by Samara David. Inside 50 for the Darabin Falcons. They're about 45 metres out from goal. Big tackle laid on. Umpire says, can I have the football back please? Colin Land coming in to lay that tackle. Early impressions, Elise Collette? Yeah, very congested, very very high tackle pressure early. Uh, I feel like today's going to be one of those games where no one gets or not very many uh, people get a very easy disposal. Audley gets it moving forward. Heil there in heavy traffic. Can't quite get onto it. Trying to lay the tackle there. Rennie Hicks. Ball hit the deck. Still congestion. We're still at centre-half forward here for the Falcons. Umpire blows the whistle. Asks for the football back. He'll take him. We'll throw the ball up. 10th versus 11th this battle here in the VFL Women's Competition. Brought down by Pierce. In goes Audley. Out to Nance Scarwin. Goes long, trying to get underneath the kick as Colvin went straight through her fingertips, couldn't hang on to it. Quickly jumps in, wearing the sleeveless jumper today, not the long sleeves. Umpire blows the whistle, calls for a ball up on the bottom of the pack. General Lawson Taverner. And Lawson Tavern gives the ball back to the umpire. Throw it high in the air. Pierce versus Nolder in the contest. One out by Pierce. Dan Scowen tried to tap the football forward. Coming through Colvin. Couldn't quite pick it up. Pierce now finds out the hand pass. Finding Lister. Lister moved it sideways to O'Day. Her kick was smothered straight off the boot. Awkward bouncing football. Center wing broadcast aside. Hyle went charging through. Couldn't pick it up. But then she went after O'Day. Caught her. Ball pobbled out though. Going through there and trying to get control of it was Colvin. Couldn't do so. In goes O'Day. Feeds out the hand pass. Arnell immediately wrapped up by Nance Carwin going nowhere. Umpire blows the whistle and calls for the ball up. I know today you're meant to be keeping an eye on George and Nance Carwin. I think I can roughly say off the top of my head about three tackles in the first two minutes. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about her um, her disposals earlier, but her um, her tackles have been excellent so far. Lauren Pierce just immediately took the ball out of the ruck, slanted on the boot, went towards the half-forward flank, close towards the boundary line, and it may have gone out of bounds on the full accidentally by touching the boot there of Zagetti. And it will be a free kick to the Bombers right in front of the cricket nets. So halfback flank broadcast side. Bombers looking to work it up the ground. Gets it on the right boot. Long and high. Over the head of Quigley. Waiting out the back. Umpire's blown the whistle for a holding infringement. Was trying to find Nelda. But she's given away the free kick to Brooke Patterson. Patterson for the Falcons. No score either side. We've gone three minutes in this opening term. Hit the deck there. Arnau picked it up. Sold the candy. Then got on the right boot. Tried to go for the top of the 50 metre arc. And did so. And worked out okay. Finding Samara David. 
Former Hawthorne listed footballer, Samara David on the right boot. Bit of a shank kick going inside 50, trying to find Zagetti. Hand pass came out to Nanskarwin. Nanskarwin going up the line. Dribble kick was trying to find McIntosh. Cleaning it up here, Colvin. Colvin now gets the kick, goes up the line and finds a Markinar. Now, friendly fire there for a moment. Um, for Essendon, Collier nearly got cleaned up by Cecilia McIntosh, who was coming through. Uh, and Essendon have actually got a free kick out of this and uh, managed to turn the ball over Elise Collette. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good kick in from Darabin, but unfortunately it was to a one on possibly four or five, so that was never going to end up very well for the Falcons. Ruby's Vark goes for a run on the outer side. Might have another bounce. Vark still going. Got to get around another. Three bounces, Vark. She's gone towards the half-forward flank with a long kick. First inside 50 here for the Bombers going towards the railway end. Head pass a little too hot there for Elizabeth Hosking who is coming through. Ball in heavy traffic. Centre half-forward for the Dons. Arnell watches on. Umpire says there's an in the back and it's going the way of Annalise Lister for the Falcons. Lister on the left boot now going inside the centre square. Can of Hearns when Byrne had front position through had it got the hand pass across to Hicks who had an absolute Barry Crocker of a kick hit the deck in goes O'Day immediately wrapped up umpire blows the whistle and will call for another ball up Elise Collette one thing we were talking about the ruck battle earlier one thing I have noticed it is that Lauren Pierce always seems to get front position so um the uh, the problem for Nalda is she has to try and come from behind which is never easy Hicks took the ball and booted it along inside 50. The umpire says in the back, free kick going the way of the Dons. And getting the free kick is Laurie Stepnell. So she'll have an opportunity for a shot on goal from about 35 metres out. Slight angle. And any score will put the Bombers up as we hit the five-minute mark of this first term. RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. Stepnall, long on the right. The breeze takes it and pushes it to the left. First score of the game, Essendon one behind. Darabin Falcons no score. Here's Elise Collette. At least we won't see a repeat of last week where we didn't see a score for the entire first quarter. But um, it was a good kick from Stepnall. It was just a little bit offline. And interesting to see that um, Piers Eloise Gardner is playing in defence again. Fairchild runs it out of the fence, goes long for the Darabin Falcons. Hicks is going to clean it up in front of the scoreboard. Hot potato hand pass there for Anthony, who had to go backwards and then put it on the right. Goes towards the 50-metre arc, only for it to be intercepted. O'Day for the Falcons. Goes long up the line towards centre wing. Bowls club side to the ground. Going after it is six to try and pick up the footy. She fell over, sliding after it. Suzuki chasing after her. We'll throw the ball back into play. Great day here at Windy Hill. Essendon fans up and about after their win last night in the AFL men's over Adelaide. As ball's thrown back into play. Pierce versus Nelda. Nelda tries to work her way to the front, does well. Through had her jumper pulled. Umpire said she had control of the ball. Play on. Taken away there, Chloe Land, who kicks it up the line. One bounce, and now did it go on the full over the boundary line for a throw-in? No, it is a throw-in. Just in front of the Essendon or Windy Hill Fitness Centre. So almost on the paint, the umpire will throw the ball back into play. Essendon with another opportunity to attack. Some more open, fast-flowing footy compared to what we saw last week against the GWS Giants at the hang-up. Taken straight out of the contest there by Stepnell. Got immediately caught trying to get her hand pass away. Taken away by Byrne for the Falcons. Goes up the line. Poor attack on the football there by Hammond who overran the footy. Allowed the Cavalry to arrive. 
Hicks goes chasing after the ball with Hammond. Hicks almost over the shoulder. Umpire was blindsided to it. Hammond wraps her up and will call for a ball up. Between centre wing and the half-forward flank for the Darabin Falcons. They yet to get on the scoreboard. Essendon just the one behind. Dancing around. Through on the right. Through several sets of hands. Ball in the centre of the ground. And Scarwin calling for it. They don't find her. Stepnall gets bowled over. Gets the kick going forward. Immediately wrapped up here is Patterson. Umpire says play on. It came out. Trying to jump in there is Rennie Hicks. And Scarwin there as well. And we'll call for a ball up. Elise Collette. Yeah, Essendon seem to be using their pace really well through the middle. The Darabin's defensive pressure is pretty is really good at the moment, but Essendon just a couple of times have been able to get uh, get free and get it into their fifty. For e for two high to the Darabin Falcons. Arnell took the advantage, kicked it long towards centre half forward, but then it got ricocheted back towards the wing. It comes Kendra Hiles. She had it got the hand pass away, got dumped afterwards. Cecilia McIntosh fluffed the hand pass, trying to find Audley. Audley immediately wrapped up. Hailing a cab is Elise O'Day, and the umpire says not buying into it. We'll call for the ball back. Umpire looking for the rucks to nominate. This is like under 10s footy when they do this whole ruck nomination thing. That's what happens when someone in AFL headquarters has a brain fart. As the ball is now close towards the boundary line, and it'll be seen over and out. Audley taking over, and Elise Lister, and they're having a friendly conversation. <laughs> and Lauren Yarnell comes in and pats Audley on the head, going, I played with you for years, you know, you know, I'm not buying into your game. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. Right in front of our broadcast position, Pierce out muscles the ruck. Taken away, though, by Frew. Hicks, pardon me. Hicks kicks it inside 50. Now the foot race on here for the Dons. Trying to get back there in the nick of time. Was Diamato. Got bowled over in the process. Hurry kick off the ground by Jessica Stasi. Away to the left-hand side of the point post. One bounce it over for a throw-in. Elise Collette. Yeah, good defensive pressure there and stopped what may have been a goal if the uh, the Essendon forward was just a step or two in front of them. So they'll be looking to try and try and get the ball out of uh, out of their defence here. Hammond going to be doing the ruck work up against Alex Quigley. Hammond tapped it and then punched it forward after it bounced off the ground. And Scarwin looking for the ball to be fed out to her. Couldn't quite get onto it. Trying to soccer it off the ground, Megan Fogus. Then goes to try and pick it up against the boundary line. Gives a don't argue. And the umpire says she had stepped over the boundary line. So we'll call for a throw in 50 metres out from goal. One behind plays, no score. Essendon in front. Ten minutes gone here in this first term at Windy Hill. Waiting for the ball to be thrown back into play. Stepnell goes up in the ruck against Hammond. Hammond, then Scarwin takes it immediately off the pack. Kicks it, looking for Stasi. Then comes Audley. Shrugged off the pack. Audley with a snap towards the top of the goal square, and it just went away to the right. Oh, would have brought the house down that one. Another minus score for the Bombers. They go to two behinds. Darabin, no score. As we've gone approximately uh, ten and a half minutes into this first term. Here's Elise Collette. It was a good kick there from Audley. And we often talk about how football is a game of millimetres sometimes. And if it only, for Essendon fans, if only it had bounced a millimetre the other way. Trying to chase after the football here is Nan Scarwin in the middle of the ground. She's immediately wrapped up by Suzuki all over her. And the umpire circling, circling, circling. Sir, you have a whistle. You may like to use it sometime. And he blows the whistle now. We call for a ball up. So 
Georgia Hammond versus Laurie Stepnell. Stepnell took it immediately out of the ruck hand pass back to Nanskowen. Nanskowen gave it off. Quickly taken out of there by Warburton. Warburton goes inside 50 through the hands there of Quickly. Stasi in there for support. In comes Quickly and wraps up her opponent. Puts her into the ground. And the umpire says that's holding the football. So Alexandra Quigley will be having a shot on goal from 30 metres out, almost on a 45-degree angle. Elise Collette. Yeah, great tackle there from Quigley. And we were talking about her um, in the pre-game show, so let's see if she lives up to uh, what we were talking about in the pre-game. So Alexandra Quigley comes creeping in. From 30 metres out, it's pushed high and it's away to the left and will register as a minor score. Essendon, three behinds, no score for the Darabin Falcons. 12 minutes gone here in the first term on RSN Carnival 2. WARFradio.com and the VFL app. Again, if you've just joined us and you're looking for the video stream, unfortunately, until further notice, we cannot bring you the video streams. Uh, third party have told us AFL Victoria have nixed that idea on the head. Disappointing. We'd like to give you more coverage of women's football. But then again, footy politics. As the ball is kicked out of... The half-forward flank for the Dons. They want to go inside 50. Came off hands. Picking up his Hicks. Hicks got a hurry kick away while being slung to the ground. Ball bounced over the boundary line and out of bounds. It will be a last disposal rule. And it is going the way of the Dons. And the 33 and Elizabeth Hosking. Hosking looking in the Audley direction. Bouncing around. Quigley was nearby. Audley goes in. Couldn't quite pick it up. Hand pass is fed out here to Diamato. Diamato going up the line. Finds the intended target. And just getting on the end of it there is Maddie Wilson. Wilson goes towards centre wing. Nanskarwin was there, bobbled around, coming through there, Cornish. And the umpire says it's all wrapped up and we're going to call for another ball up. On our match analyst today, I should say, is Elise Collette. Uh, I wish I'd noted the last time the ball went into the Darabin Falcons 50 because I think it's been a good 5-10 minutes since. Essendon, although they haven't scored a goal yet have been doing all the attacking so they'll be looking to try and get reward for effort here soon and finally get a goal on the board. Long kick inside 50 through the hands there of Patterson. The umpire says there was an infringement for uh, a player being shepherded off the ball when the ball was more than five metres away. The player wanted to immediately play on in Collier but the umpire says no you have to come back while I reset the mark otherwise it would have bounced through for a point. So we've gone 14 minutes into this Opening term here on RSN Carnival 2, the home of women's football. As swinging around Collier towards the top of the 50 over the pack, and same result. <laughs> so now that's officially a point. Four behind Essendon, Darabin Falcons, no score. <laughs> Two kicks, exact same position every time. As we wait for the ball to be brought in from full back, I think it's Kathleen Rowe with the ball deep in defence. Gets the hurry-up call for the umpire. Stasi comes flying at her. Has to get rid of the kick. Oh, she jammed it into the ground, courtesy of Quigley. And Stasi with a stab. It bounces oh, and clips the post. The post. Oh. Great smother. And oh, again with the game of millimetres, if it had bounced a millimetre the other way, it finally would have been a goal on the board. But yeah, great defensive pressure there from Essendon. And they've just got to keep that intensity up. Five behinds to no score at the moment. The Bombers... With all the attacking on the scoreboard, but haven't built up a big margin as yet. And umpire says, 
a holding infringement going the way of Georgia Hammond here for the Darabin Falcons at the halfback flank. Goes up the line. Almost intercepted by uh, McFadden. She had it momentarily. McFadden, should I say, and then got knocked out of her hands. The ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll call for a ball in. So we'll reset play on the wing position. Bowls club side of the ground. Back into play. Hammond versus Nelda. Through! Oh, just charged through! Took out a body count, then got the hand pass going forward to Hosking, who goes inside 50. Stasi's looking exciting. Oh, just a little too much juice on the hand pass. Went well over the top here. In comes Georgia Hammond again. Crushes bodies going through. McNeese wants to get involved. She comes in to lay a tackle here for the Falcons. Ball almost pops out rugby mall style. Umpire still allowing it to go on. The Bombers nearly get it going through or two step. Nor her kick gets smothered. David immediately gets run down from behind for the Falcons. Hand pass wild comes out of the pack. In comes Lauren Arnell. She's immediately caught and she says, I'm going nowhere. I might just hold on to it. Oh, the umpire pender said, I saw what you did. You picked it up. You did not make an attempt and says, that's a free kick. So the Bombers will come out of this. They'll go inside 50. The kick was not flash. I think that's Wilson with the intercept who just spots up the player there in Hicks. Umpire says it was touched play on. So the player who took the mark had no proper opportunity, obviously. We'll call for a ball up, Elise Collette. Yeah, I was about to say what happened there because I, um, I thought that that was a good mark. But, yeah, we were talking earlier about um, Essendon's tackling and they've really proven that today. Their tackling has been extremely good. As we throw the ball up at the half-forward flank for the Essendon Bombers, grandstand side umpire says over the shoulder in the ruck contest against Nelda going the way of Georgia Hammond. So Hammond for the Falcons... Lex to go on the right boot, looking in the direction of Lauren Pierce, off her hands, wrapped up by Nanskawan. Uh, gets it out to Frew, whose kick goes straight down the throat. General Lawson Tavern, who says, thank you. And Lawson Tavern will just try and relieve the pressure and come towards the boundary side. Oh, at full stretch, good mark, Rennie Hicks. Hicks with a footy for the Falcons. Half-back flank. Has a player on in Shorten Eastman, if wanted. Thought about going her direction, then decided to go for a run and come towards the central corridor. Hand pass to Patterson. Patterson on the right boot, looking for Samara David. Was too far behind in that contest. For taking the mark and cleaning up. Well, that might be Fry, actually, there for the Bombers. That is Fry. Goes in board. One bounce waiting for it. Hicks takes it. Had time. Probably could have ran on. But saw a player breaking away on the half-forward flank. Trying to put it into the... Uh, Front position of Mariana Anthony, two on one. The Bombers work it out here. Stepner with a hurried shot on goal. And it's bounced through. The Bombers get there first. Put that one down to Laurie Stepnell, number 25 for the Bombers. They move to 1-5-11. Darren Falcons yet to score. 18 minutes gone here in the opening term. Here's Elise Collette. Yeah, great work from Essendon there. They were able to find the clear the player that was clear in space and just work it out work it out wide and then a yeah, good kick in from Stepnall and finally some reward for effort there here on RSN Carnival 2 WARFradio.com and the VFL app it's our round 11 match between the Bombers and the Falcons we're nearing quarter time the Bombers with a surprise 11 point lead Lauren Pierce moved back into rack for the Falcons does it bring it to ground 
O'Day try to slap the ball in front of herself. Umpire says a little bit of holding on in the contest against Jay Audley and the free kick going towards Junior. So Elise O'Day swings around on the right, goes long inside 50. Just came off the hands there of Nelda, who couldn't hang on to the football, who backed back there. Fry with a hurry, little hand pass out. Nance Garwin came through, couldn't pick it up. Umpire spotted something here off the ball and set a free kick going the way of the Falcons. And that was Lister wanted to get the hand pass and play on. The umpire said, no, you must come back behind the mark. 30 seconds remaining to the quarter time siren. Lister on the left, goes for rain with a kick. It's sky high, ball gets punched, falls to the top of the pack. Hurry, snap out by Zagetti, hits the post and registers as a minor score. Darabin one behind, Essendon one five eleven. Nearing the quarter time siren, they've just got to bomb it long and get it out of there. The cue to kill the clock, the bombers. Don't go short like they've done here. Gone in towards the uh, centre-half forward, centre-half back position. Now taken away here by Eastman, who kicked it high towards the pocket. It came off hands. The siren sounds. And the Bombers get out of that little bit of a mess. So the Darabin Falcons, after dominating the first six, seven minutes of the quarter, saw the switch get flicked on them by the Bombers. And it's Essendon that take a 10-point lead into quarter time, 1-5-11 to one behind. Here's some thoughts from Elise Collette. Yeah, the, the Darabin at first got a couple of good inside 50s, but then, yeah, as you said, the switch flicked and it was just all Essendon. Great tackling pressure, great space. A couple of times they had, like, five-on-ones when Darabin were kicking towards their 50 and... They, sh- they should be further in front. They they uh, haven't quite got their kicking boots on today, yeah. but um, yeah. A very different Bombers outfit compared to what I saw against GWS last week and what both of us saw against Collingwood two weeks ago, where it was a lot of congested football. Today, the pressure, but now with space. Yeah, very true. And yeah, a lot of the tackling is coming from Essendon, which I don't, th- from, from memory, I don't think was the case against Collingwood. And yeah, they're just. Yeah, restricting um, Darabin, Darabin's options, but also, yeah, they're able to find space for their players just just out wide. And they're using their, their pace through the middle as well, really well, which I don't think Darabin have, used, have, have done as well. We'll take this quick opportunity to take a break. It's quarter time here in our VFL Women's Match of the Day. Essendon 1-5-11 lead Darabin, just the one behind. When footy's done and dusted, the Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10, and then on podcast. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley's slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. 
to life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au Hi, I'm Frances Peters Little, daughter of legendary singer Jimmy Little. My dad was just like everyone else with chronic kidney disease. He fought it hard for years, but eventually it took his life. My dad would want you to know that kidney disease affects about 60,000 of our mob, but worse still, 9 out of 10 people don't even know they have it. So, even if you don't think you have any health issues, do yourself and your family a favour and ask your doctor or local AMS to check your kidneys. We go round Victoria for RSN 927's Country Notice Board. It's your statewide heads up on the best racing experiences in all three codes. Andrew Q's whips around Victoria for Country Notice Board. Tuesday mornings at 10 and later on podcast. RSN Carnival 2. On RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day, Round 11, Saturday Football, where Essendon... One five eleven lead the Darabin Falcons just the one behind. We're right underneath the siren here in the grandstand at Windy Hill. Peter Holden alongside Elise Collette. Elise just the one goal kicker so far. Laurie Stepnell for the Bombers. Uh, but geez, a, a momentum shift in that quarter. Darabin leading, Essendon swing it back, and then uh, the Falcons almost pinch a goal just before the quarter time siren. Yeah, they they struggled to get it past past the halfway mark. They uh, went. Um, towards their 50 maybe three times that quarter. But, yeah, they've just ran out of time there at the um, the end of the first quarter there. So I guess the key thing for them, from what I've said, from my perspective, is just to just to take that extra second to make sure they don't kick to a 5-1, and one, mm. which they did a couple of times trying to get into their 50. And, yeah, they've just got to make sure they get the space and try and make Essendon's tackling pressure not as effective. As we see both sides start to walk out to their respective positions, crowd at the moment, I would estimate approximately 100 to 150 maximum. Again, I'll say it's a very disappointing crowd here at Windy Hill, um, mainly because there's no VFL men's on today for Essendon supporters. They've got the bye this round. Uh, the AFL played last night for the Bombers. I would have been hoping for this 10th versus 11th clash, which was going to be a close game on paper. There would be a bigger crowd, but uh, and, and considering the nice day and it's at lunchtime, disappointing. It is looking healthier than it was not too long before yeah. the bounce. About an, hour, about an hour ago, it was about 10 people. And I'm not joking. It was 10 people. We could have gone around and show, could have told them, all sitting in front of us, we could provide you commentary for you. As the umpire blows, uh, so the umpire holds the ball a lot for the timekeepers to blow the siren. We're underway to begin this second quarter. Pierce wins the tap down. Nanskowen trying to run onto it. O'Day and Nanskowen both fighting for the football. It moves out towards the wing position on the bowls club side of the ground. Nanskowen had it immediately ripped out of her hands. Hurry kick from the Falcons out of the pack. Went 
through the legs of several sets of players, including Hosking. Falcons now drive it inside 50. Da- oh, Samara David with a deft little tap. The ball is kicked forward. It dribbles, dribbles, dribbles through for a minus score. That kick coming off the boot then, I think, of uh, Fairchild. And that minus score sees Darabin go to two behind. Essendon one five eleven. Yeah, good work um, to get the centre clearance and to register a score there. But they just need to make sure they lock it in their 50 here and um, don't let Essendon get the ball out. Kirby Hicks runs out of the goal square, taking it out from defence, wants to try and kick it outside the 50-metre arc. Came off the hands there of Hosking. She has to try and go back and get the football. day fighting in hard with her. Lister immediately takes it, immediately caught by Audley. She's wrapped up and the umpire will call for a ball up. 45 metres out from the Bombers' goal. Umpire throws the ball high in the air. Nelda missed it. Audley kicked it off the carpet while Pierce was on the ground. Dribbled away from her. O'Day went through her legs, tunnel bowl style. Audley goes in, picks it up. Try to get the hand pass out, was smothered. And Scarwin jumps in there. Can't get the footy out. Lister jumps in as well. And we'll call for another ball up. For those that have just joined us, they were looking towards our Facebook page for a video stream going, oh, I hope you do a video stream. Uh, besides the Collingwood GWS game, it looks like we'll have no further video streams this year. Unfortunately, a bit of footy politics, sadly, folks, have gotten in the way and we've been told, uh-uh, can't do it anymore. Disappointing, but that's, you know, how it goes. As McIntosh fit out the hand pass, wrapped up there by Hicks. As the umpire circles, 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 blows the whistle and says, holding the football. Mind you, as we say about no video stream, if you want to see more video streams of every game of VFL Women's, I suggest you write to AFL Victoria and suggest uh, that they start doing so. More people want it, hopefully it will happen. As it goes across, McIntosh, hand pass out, trying to find Audley. Uh, Pardon me, not Audley, uh, Alexandra Quigley. Quigley... Ah, oh, charged through two, claimed one too high, though. And the umpire says that'll be a free kick going the way of the Darabin Falcons. As uh, Gabrielle Colvin, at least, just gets up a little bit groggy after that one. Yeah, that would have hurt. But, um, yeah, we were talking earlier about um, players that could be drafted. We should probably add Gabby Colvin to that list as well. She's a very handy player across um, defensive 50 there and has been one of Darabin's most reliable defenders. Kicking it as O'Day, long towards the half-forward flank position. Came off hands, going after it is Hicks. Hicks goes with a hand pass sideways, trying to find Warburton at the half-back flank. Kicks it in front of the wing, in front of the scoreboard. Coming through there was Lauren Pierce, who took out a couple of players. Back to O'Day. O'Day now on the right boot, looking for Hammond from behind was Hicks. David got the hand pass out. Umpire says advantage paid after a player got dumped, and that's what they'll do. They'll take the advantage. Rip down to ground Suzuki. Umpire said play on another gets run down from behind. I think it was Fairchild. Now taking the ball back for the Bombers is Warburton. Smuttled off the boot by Arnell. Lauren Arnell with a snap! And I was just going to make a comment about how she's been a bit quiet. Well, she... stand corrected there. Pops up when you need her. Lauren Arnell did the smothering work, got it, caught in the pocket in an awkward position, said... Back of this, I'm going for goal. Kicked it around the corner and put it through the big sticks. And that tightens things up. Darabin 1-2-8, Essendon 1-5-11. Four minutes gone, second quarter. Yeah, great kick from Arnell there just to spin out of trouble and um, finally get a goal on the board there for the Falcons. She hasn't had a lot of the ball, but she's been very effective. A wise player, Lauren Arnell. Just a matter of time before we see her in the coaches boxes as well at AFLW level, post her playing career. As one out by Lauren Pierce. 
taken away by Nelda, though, for the Bombers. Try to get towards center half forward. Ricocheted off feet. Ortley couldn't pick it up. Ball ping-ponging around. Umpire's going to ping it out a free kick for holding. That's the umpire off the ball and spotted that one and said the Falcons can have the free kick. Defensive side of the center circles. Patterson gets going with a footy. Kicks it in the Samara David direction. Came with her hands. Being ripped down to ground. Elizabeth Hosking brought the ball down with her. Umpire said no proper opportunity. And we'll call for a ball up. Five minutes gone in this second term. And here it goes. Nelda brought it down. Arnell squeezed out O'Day. Tried the don't argue. Over the top. Through. Put it on the right boot. Chasing after Cecilia McIntosh. Oski with support. Looking for Stasi. Hits her beautifully. No, she dropped it while under pressure from behind. In goes Cecilia McIntosh for support. Slipped over as she kicked the football. Quickly picked it up. Thought about giving the hand pass. Did the dummy. Brought down by Rowe. Rowe goes back in. Lost the shorts on the way through. Grown across to uh, Lister. Lister gave it across to Patterson. Very close to the boundary line. In fact, out of bounds on the full. Free kick to Lauren Arends. Yeah. Um, I've always been a bit confused by the, um, the no prior opportunity rule. Is it... Wait, like if you take take a player on, is, does that count as prior opportunity? Yes. Because half the time it seems like it does, and half the time it doesn't. So I'm really confused. It's called hashtag practical umpiring. Hand pass came out for the Bombers. Now over the top to Stasi, courtesy of Quigley. Stasi up against the boundary line and snuck it in for a point. One six twelve Essendon, one two eight. The Darabin Falcons here at Windy Hill. The Bombers are attacking the primary school end of the ground for this quarter. Stasi's been really good um, early on. She hasn't quite got the goal on the board yet, but she's been one of those in and under players around the forward line. Has popped up in crucial moments. As the kick is long, juggling it and intercepting is Hosking for the Bombers, who got in front of Lister, elected to play on quickly. Skewed off the side of the boot, threw at her feet, couldn't quite get it off the bounce. Then goes Audley, immediately caught by Arnell, goes to ground through the head back. Going through his through, thought about the kick, went with the awkward hand pass over the top. Trying to come after it there is Stepnell, who brought down her opponent in Blackwood. Picked up by O'Day, who fed the hand pass out, but the umpire said you had stepped over the boundary line. So I will call for a throw in. 45 metres out from the Bombers' goal. They're attacking. Four-point lead, seven minutes gone in this second term. Ball back into play. Umpire's blown the whistle for a holding infringement and giving it the way of the Bombers. And with Simone Nelda. Nelda goes on the right boot, looking for Quigley, outmarked on that occasion. And backing back there, Patterson to take it. And elects to play on. Comes broadcast side, sees a player on, and that's the captain, Steph Simpson. Simpson with the footy. Now works it towards Rowe. Still on the half-back flank. Took the mark in front of Audley. Rowe elected to play on. Chipped it in the Arnell direction. Right up against the boundary line. Lauren Arnell. Swings around on the right boot. Goes long up the line. Hicks dropped it. O'Day fed it out. Hammond couldn't hang on to it. Nance Garwin tried to get a hand pass out. Didn't go anywhere. Nance Garwin went again. Hammond. One boot then put it... It's straight into the back of an opponent's head. 
Coming through there was Fairchild. Couldn't hang on to it. Ball still slightly moving forward for the Falcons. They've gained 10 metres through this play. Through lays a tackle on Hammond and sees her over the boundary line and out of bounds. For a while there, it was looking like it was going to be eerily similar to the first quarter where Darabin would do all the attacking early and then it would flick, uh, the switch would flick and then it would be all Essendon. But it, good work from Darabin to get it out of their defensive 50 and towards their attacking 50. Pierce won it down. Hicks taken away by Nanskarwin. Looking for McIntosh. Dribbled the bounce to her. Colvin overran it. In goes Quigley on the bottom of it. Colvin wraps her up. Umpire pins Quigley saying you dragged it in. And it will be a free kick going towards the Darabin Falcons and Gabrielle Colvin. So right in front of our broadcast position, you're on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. As the ball goes inside 50, Nanskarwin dances around, gets on the right boots. Over the head there of Frew. Wanting it was Pierce. No, couldn't get onto it. And all wrapped up, umpire blows. No, no, elects to play on. Going over there is Fogus. Hand pass out. Now the hurry kick by the Bombers. Stasi was there, missed out onto it. Quigley through her legs. Now Stasi picks it up, goes long. McIntosh is all by herself. It's in the goal square. It's bouncing anyway. And guess what? McIntosh out of midair from one metre out says, I'll just put the icing on the cake, thanks. And Seabomb kicks the goal for the Bombers. Yeah, that's not the easiest kick to um, to pull off. But, yeah, it w- I wasn't quite sure there which, which side of the post it was going to bounce. But, yeah, good work from McIntosh to make sure... It- bounced the right side of the post there for Essendon. I think Stasi would have liked that one as a goal of the day contender <laughs> with that kick, but there was a Darabin Falcons player coming red hot at the last second, so McIntosh had to make sure it was finished off. 2-6-18 Essendon, 1-2-8 the Darabin Falcons. We've gone 10 minutes into this second term here on RSN Carnival 2. Peter Holden and uh, Elise Collette with you. We'll be joined by Paul Sebastiani tomorrow in commentary when we do Carlton and Williamstown at Prince's Park from 9.30am tomorrow morning. As it's one out by Nelda. Taken away here by the Falcons. Hicks, oh, ran into heavy traffic. Going in there. Focus, trying to get it out for the Bombers. The umpire blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. Yeah, the Darren player looked like she was about to get into a whole lot of trouble there, but... Um uh, good work from Essendon and their tackling pressure. Pierce gets the hand pass out. Now here's the hurry kick by Hicks. Wanted to go inside 50. Kirby Hicks. There's two lot of Hicks just to make... There's Rennie Hicks and Kirby Hicks. And on this occasion, Kirby Hicks is held up here for the Bombers and will call for a ball up. So we'll reset play. 40 metres out from the Falcons' goal. Attacking the railway end or Napier Street end. Oh, taken out by our own player there was the 36 and Alan Buckley. And the umpire blows the whistle. Says, I'll have the footy back, please. My right in remembering Alan Buckley was one of the players that went down injured last week against uh, the Thunder. I think so. So she seems to up all right then. She was. Hibbert was the one, of course, had the serious injury, which was the knee that uh, Michael Erickson talked about pre-game. And she's... According to your team sheet, she's also listed as a emergency, so it means someone well, else is pulled out late. Going is Lauren Pierce and finds Lauren Arnell too strong. So Lauren Arnell will have a shot on a 45-degree angle and 15 metres out. This should be bread and butter. We know she can pull off the tough kicks, so this, is, this one's a whole lot simpler. 
Lauren Arnell to reduce the margin back to four points. 12 minutes gone in this second term. No problems whatsoever. Class act is Lauren Arnell. She does the fist pump. And it's 2-2-14, Darabin, Essendon, 2-6-18. 13 minutes have gone by in this second term. You're on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. Here's Elise Collette. Yeah, good work from Darabin there. Just keep it in their 50 and then uh, good work from uh, one Lauren to find the other Lauren. Pierce to Arnell. And, um, yeah, good, strong mark there and made it look very easy. As the umpire... Has the football back in the middle of the ground. Again, we'll throw it up between Stepnall and I think Georgia Hammond is going to be doing the contest this time. Looks like it. Umpire, make sure everyone's in readiness for the 6-6-6 stuff. We throw it up in the air. Burn it down, Stepnall. Oh, big hit laid on. Burn couldn't pick it up. Audley did. Got rid of one. Got rid of two. And then got on the right boot. Went inside 50 with the kick. Stasi's there. Blackwood caught. Stasi dispossessed her. Stasi goes again. Ortley with support. Byrne wants to jump in as well. And the umpire's circling and says holding the football. And gave it to Blackwood out of that. It was hard to actually see at the end who had the ball in the bottom of that pack. Uh, yeah, I thought um, I thought Blackwood was the was the one being tackled, but... The umpire is, of course, a hell of a lot closer than we are. Blackwood then gives up the kick to Ortley. Ortley forward of centre, now moves it inside 50, came off hands there trying to get a hurry kick quickly lost off the boot, off the side of the boot on this occasion by Rennie Hicks, Stasi got it, exciting, hand pass off, here's a hurry snap on the left going towards the pocket, player parked underneath it in that occasion was Mariana Anthony, bumped off the football at the crucial moment, they're going to clear it out of defence, Suzuki here for in fact it was um, McNeese, pardon me for the Falcons and they find a short option on for the mark, and that is Jenna Lawson Tavern, who goes to Georgia Hammond. So the Falcons slow it down again, and they'll chip up the broadcast wing. Long. Through the hands of Kirby Hicks. Kick went sky high from Harlow, who goes back in, lays a fierce tackle. And the umpire says we'll take the football back. Here's Elise Collette. Yeah, it was a, a very unlucky for the um, the Essendon forward there, who if only a millimetre difference would have taken that mark and maybe extended the lead further. But it was good work from Darabin to intercept and then find those short, simple options to get it out of their defensive 50. Lauren RRN's caught with the football then for Essendon. The umpire said no proper opportunity. Ball up. Through comes through. Beat uh, Eastman. And pass out by Audley. Knocked away in traffic. Trying to pick it up. There's Hosking. Immediately thrown into the ground by Lister. Now with a hurried snap, Wilson goes up the line. Through the hands of Naldo. Couldn't quite hang on to it, but she was running back awkwardly for the football then. And pass away. Courtesy of Warburton. Tried to go up the line. Now coming through Wilson again. Ball is on the deck. Suzuki watches on. Jumping in is Collier. And the umpire asks for the football back. As we'll call for a ball up right in front of our broadcast position. On the air it goes. Nelda loses out to Hammond. 
Kirby Hicks comes running on by. Ball popped out fortuitously to Spark. Spark got along quickly to Hosking. Hosking then goes long, looking for quickly. Too much juice on the kick, but pressured her opponent in Gardner. They're going as quickly, quickly is still going. She's on the deck, still fighting hard for the football. It came out in that contest. Rowe was nearby. Take it off with a don't argue is through, but she got caught in the don't argue. And the umpire says, you've lost the argument. And Victoria Blackwood has the resulting free kick. And she likes to go sideways. Finds a teammate in Eastman. Eastman going up the line to Rowe. Kathleen Rowe. On the right boot, coming in board with the kick, was trying to find Byrne, knocked away from her, and then Scarwin came through. Hand pass, trying to find Hosking. Hosking now goes inside 50 with the kick. The ball is bouncing around, wanted to jump in there. Cecilia McIntosh couldn't do so. The Falcons kicked it outside 50, only to be marked by Hosking, who goes for the hot spot for Quigley, bounce off of her chest, trying to get a hurry snap, but she got pulled down as she was trying to kick the football. Dangerous spot, 25 metres out from goal. Stasi went in there, couldn't pick up the football, went back for a second crack, kicked it round the corner, straight down the throat as Fark, who goes for a snap from directly in front, 20 metres out, but is away to the right. 2-7-19 Essendon, 2-2-14 Darabin. We've gone 17 minutes in this second term. Here is Elise Collette. Another kick that only millimetres difference could have been a goal, but it, at the moment it seems to be a, a game of two different strategies. Darabin, short, simple kicks, whereas uh, the Bombers seem to be attacking, like atta- trying to run and attack more and less uh, kicks and marks. Trying to find Kirby Hicks then uh, with that uh, almost trying to intercept it on the centre wing. Got away from her, taken away by Suzuki for the Falcons. Kicked it into the central corridor. Warburton took it away, then kicked it towards the through direction. Fruit took a mark on centre wing broadcast side. Got the kick away before being bumped by Samara David. Now looking for Stepnall. Nearly takes out an opponent on the way through between centre and centre half forward. Taken by the Falcons. Now over the head of O'Day, finding Steph Simpson. Simpson at half-back flank. The Falcons' captain now comes backwards, trying to find Lawson Tavern. Now on the left boot, Lawson Tavern going up the line. Then Scarman over her head. Bally flop coming in from Samara Dode is the best way I could call it on the cricket pitch. And the ball gets held up. The umpire calls for a ball up and will reset play. Could have been a very um, entertaining contender for Mark of the Year there, but... Almost face planted so the so ground. Far, very true. <laughs> Coming through there is Steph Simpson looking for Samara David. Went over her head while she was battling with it with McFadden. Going after it is Kirby Hicks trying to get the ball in front of herself with Zagetti coming after her. Hicks picks it up cleanly, then goes for a bit of a grubber kick going forward towards the centre wing, looking for Cecilia McIntosh in a one-on-one. McIntosh manages to pick the football up, goes for a run, kicks it towards the half-forward flank position. Ah, oh, too strong in the pack. Uh, taking a mark back there for the Falcons is uh, Eloise Gardner. Gardner looks to go backwards to Blackwood. Blackwood, deep in defence. Has someone on. And that intended target is Patterson. Oh, she's messed that up right royally. Ball close to the back pocket. Somehow they're going to come out of it. Oh, Gardner, lucky to get out of jail here. Jeez, Costazzi was lurking. And that's why you don't switch kick in your defensive 50. Lawson Tavern there, the umpire says, holding the football. And a free kick going the way off the Falcons then. So the Falcons with 30 seconds to play. Oh, geez, another miscue kick to Eastman. Geez, they haven't been clean. The Falcons, Zagetti got it across to a teammate. The umpire says too high. Free kick going the way of Diamato. Diamato coming back. I think it's Arnell is taking the footy. 
Goes for a run. Oh, got to get round one. Does so. Takes a bounce. Got to get round a second. At the dancing shoes on. Found Eastman. Eastman takes the marks and a half back. Eastman plays on with a long kick. Looking for Patterson. Parking herself underneath. It takes the mark before McIntosh could get to her. Patterson off the side of the boot. As the siren sounds to indicate... Half time here at Windy Hill in Essendon, and the Bombers still hold an advantage, albeit a smaller one here. 2-7-19 to 2-2-14. The Falcons ramping up the pressure, but on that side of the equation, they haven't been as clean as the with the ball as we saw them last week. Yeah, it was definitely a more even quarter. Uh, with the first quarter, it was just one flick and um, it was all Essendon. But, yeah, um, Darabin, their, their defensive pressure, the tackling pressure, rather, has uh, increased quite a bit that quarter. And it was it was smarter with their kicks. It was it was less just bombing it into packs and trying to find that more that more open space, with, uh, the one-on-one target and or even a, a player that was free. Let's have a look at the goal kickers. Lauren Arnell with two goals for the Darren Falcons. One with a snap from the pocket. The one, an easy one from about 20 metres out on a slight angle for the Bombers. It's one to Cecilia McIntosh. That was very easy for her to kick it out in mid-air from one metre out after the huge bomb from Jessica Stasi. Laurie Stepnell with the other goal. So... 2-7-19 to 2-2-14 is how the score reads here at uh, Windy Hill in Essendon. Reminding you of the other game that is uh, on today in the VFL women's competition for round 11. Out at Morwell, they are playing between uh, Collingwood and Melbourne University. That game again at the Morwell Recreation Reserve. That's starting at 2pm. Coming up at 6pm at Tregear Park, it's the NT Thunder versus the Casey Demons. 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. You can watch that on Online. Yes, that's a game you're allowed to watch. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, that game is uh, coming up on Thunder TV. Just search on um, on YouTube for NT Thunder versus Casey Demons if you want to watch that game that's uh, coming up. Uh, and, of course, the other games on for the round we are doing tomorrow, 10.30am um, on air at 9.30am to bring you Carlton versus Williamstown at Icon Park. The <clears throat> officially approved uh, stream between Hawthorne and Richmond, the only one they want you to watch, at Box Hill City Oval uh, tomorrow at 11.30am on another station that's not as good as RSN and uh, also coming up at 3.10pm on Sunday it is, a Saint, it is the Southern Saints versus the Western Bulldogs. No media coverage for that one. Geelong Cats having the bye. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at Windy Hill in Essendon. The Bombers 2-7-19 leading the Darabin Falcons 2-2-14. We'll be back after this. The 30 Minute Trots Report. One out, one back. All the industry news from around Victoria and the people who make this sport happen. RSN SN 927 joins Harness Racing Victoria for one out, one back, Thursday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. The winter issue of Ladies in Racing magazine is out now with Winks on the cover. Inside, an eight-page Winks special packed with stories and photos. Plus, stories on the Wakeful Club's Lady of Racing, jockey Christine Pauls, Jamie Carr, and Harness Racing's fearless rainswomen. Ladies in Racing, for those who love the glamour and stories of females in racing. Six issues, starting with the winter edition, for only $59, including postage in Australia. Call 1300-783-112 or see ladiesinracingmagazine.com.au. 
Go, you good thing. It's Christmas in July at the Meadows. Exhilarating greyhound racing, a delicious Christmas buffet, and jumping castles for kids every Saturday night in July. Book now at meadows.org.au. Premiership coach Paul Roos talks teamwork, leadership, and creating a winning culture. One of the smartest minds in football talks about his life and the lessons he's learned. On the next RecLink, Sporting Chance Night. If you're in sport or business, come and learn from one of the best. It's on Wednesday, August 14 at the Hoppers Club. Pelham Drive, Hoppers Crossing. Tickets just $25, but bookings are a must. Call 94196672 and join Paul Roos. RecLink, including the unincluded. When footy's done and dusted, the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10, and then on podcast. You're okay. Just did it because he likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. RSN 927 conducts competitions almost every day. Every contest is run according to our general competition rules. There are even competitions which have specific terms and conditions. If you would like to read our general competition rules or any special terms and conditions, look for the links on the competitions page at rsn.net.au or ask for a copy during business hours at the RSN 927 reception desk. Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the Flying Doctor flying. It's Adam Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. When it's time to grow your small business, a loan from OnDeck can get you on your way. OnDeck Group are the small business loan specialists with over 10 billion US dollars already lent to 80,000 small businesses globally. OnDeck say yes to small business. The application can be completed in minutes, approved in hours, and you could have the funds in your account as early as the next business day. So if it's time to grow your small business, apply now at ondeck.com.au. All loans are subject to lender approval. Your club, Craigie Burns Sporting Club. The Sporty is now your prime function venue. The breathtaking new function room is now open. Already it's hosted wedding receptions, engagement parties, christenings, birthdays and seminars. Up to 300 guests. And the reviews have been awesome. Why not make an appointment with the Sporty Function team to plan your special occasion? Craigie Burns' best functions are now happening at the Sporty. Craigie Burns Sporting Club. Find out more at craigieburnsc.com.au. Behind bathroom tiles, under vinyl floor covering and carpets. You might not know it, but homes built or renovated before 1987 may contain asbestos. In cement sheeting, corrugated roofing, almost anywhere. 
So if you're renovating or doing a bit of DIY and you don't know the dangers, you could be risking your own and your family's lives. Is it my turn, Dad? Are you playing renovation roulette? Find out at asbestosawareness.com.au. One of them is where I shake my head to get my hair out of my eyes. There's another one where I sort of do like a little squeaking in my throat. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disorder that affects thousands of Australians. It is characterised by involuntary movements and vocal noises called tics. We can't help it, and we're just like you in every other way. So visit Tourette.org.au. You can talk with Father Gerard Dowling. Welcome to the Family Counselor Program. It's great to be with you wherever you are. We all need a helping hand. It's always great to come in here, spend these two hours with you as you listen. And a friendly voice is just a phone call away. Ian's on the line. Hi, Gerard. The Family Counselor Program. We all need someone to talk to. Sunday nights from 10. Heaven is a place on earth. On RSN 927. Presented by Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Would you like a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au G'day, can I get you anything? Um, yeah, another beer, thank you. Yep. Stop. Alright, sir, the result of the preliminary breath test indicates that your breath contains alcohol. I now require you to accompany me to a testing vehicle for the purpose. Police are out to make sure you think twice about how you drive. So before you drive after having a few drinks, think of them. Towards zero, TAC. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. leaguetees.com.au RSN Carnival 2. San Carnival 2 Digital Radio via the VFL app and WARFradio.com. This is the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. Essendon and the Darwin Falcons as the Darwin Falcons come out to the ground to get ready for the second half. They trail by five points. Darwin 2-2-14, Essendon 2-7-19. A thrilling game of football. Momentum has swung back both ways. Elise Collette. Yeah, um, Essendon's early inaccuracy is is helping them at the moment because 
that last quarter, they only scored one goal, two to Darabin's uh, two goals, one. But they've seven. They've had seven behinds, mm. which is is the only reason they're ahead at the moment. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way the momentum goes um, this term and who can who capitalises on their um, their inside fifties. Absolutely, as the uh, umpires come back out onto the ground to get ready for this uh, third term, waiting for the Essendon side to come out. Crowd at the moment has built up to around about uh, almost 200 people. Again, we're, we're hoping we're hoping that we're going to be more people here at Windy Hill because there is no AFL men's game on today and the VFL men's have the bye. Um, so we're, we're hoping that maybe we could get, which we have seen through the season when there's crowds of about 500 or so show up uh, for these standalone games. But, um, yeah, a bit disappointed the Essendon faithful have not turned out in big numbers at their traditional home ground. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's something to do with the fact that... Um Everyone's hung over from yesterday's win against no, I was going to say, because Darabin are, are a stand, like a completely standalone. Stand yeah. So maybe, like, because when st- you've got against sides like Collingwood, they're always that added supporter base on True. top of the home, like, on, on top of the home crowd. True. But to, uh, to be fair, on the Darabin side, Darabin have actually been one of the better uh, clubs when it comes to away support. They do have a loyal core of 50 to 100 that will follow them. Yeah, there seems to be quite good numbers just down here front of the uh, the broadcast position here but yeah it'll be interesting to see why why um, it hasn't been a larger larger crowd today the only thing I can surmise is um, without looking at the EDFL fixture is if there's any EDFL women's games on today as well that uh. might be taking away some of the crowd uh, and and Northern Football League matches as well. Maybe it's just a bit of bad timing on that side. But, um, yeah, would have liked to have seen more, particularly of those who normally would follow the VFL men's around to say, hey, let's come on down and, uh, and support the Essendon women because it's 10th versus 11th and at the moment they're on track if they keep going. Even though it's a very close margin, five points, they are on track for their third win of the season. So as the Bombers come out onto the ground now to do uh, their warm-ups and get ready uh, for this clash, as we said, um, coming up at 2pm uh, at Morwell is uh, Collingwood and Melbourne University. Um, we were led to believe that that NT Thunder Casey game will be streamed. Uh, I've been told by uh, a third party that uh, they might not have got the stream ready in time. They might be chasing a camera person. All I can say is just look on YouTube at 6 o'clock and just try your luck. And hopefully they'll have uh, that game covered there at, at Alice Springs, which uh, I saw a photo of uh, Catherine Smith warming up for that game. I go, that's funny. She spent all that time over the US and I think a little bit in the UK. And now, she should get back home, you got to jump on a plane and go to Alice Springs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just having a look at the ladder here. And depending on the result of the KCNT game and depending on percentage, the winner of this game could jump ahead of Casey. It'll all wow. come down to percentage. And realistically, a win could put them one to two wins outside the six with the run home still to come. It, it yeah, would, it, it, it would two it, wins out of the six. It, it would put it would put um, it would put uh, either Essendon or Darabin in a mathematical position to make the finals. It'd be a very difficult run to get there and sneak in, but they'd be mathematically in the race. Yeah, if yeah, if the. Thunder coming into today was sixth. They're five and four, but if they win, they'll and then depending on other results, could jump further. So, and if Melbourne Uni Melbourne Uni lose, like, yeah, 
um, whoever wins today is two games, two games out of the six. So the players are running to the bench. That means we're not too far away from getting a start here for the third term at Windy Hill in Essendon. Glorious Melbourne day. A little bit cool in the shade, but beautiful out there in the sun. And we'll be underway here on RSN Carnival 2, the home of women's football. Make no doubt about that. WARFradio.com and via the VFL app. Umpire looks around, make sure everyone's in position for the 666 rule. We're all good to go. Umpire blows the whistle and we will start this third term. Pierce wins the tap down. O'Day came charging through, got tackled by Audley, so she shanked the kick. Wins to the ground, we're halfway between centre and centre, half forward, everyone jumps on the ball. The umpire blows the whistle and says, I will call for a ball up. And Scowen gives it back to the umpire. Throws it up in the air and away we go again. Pierce beats out Nelda. O'Day beats uh, beats Audley to the football. Turns around in a circle, then sells the candy to get past the football. Umpire says you ran too far. Interesting. Like, she didn't... What's the... Is it 10 or 15? 15 metres before a bounce. That didn't seem like 15, but... I know she ran backwards and sideways a bit, but yeah, it didn't. She was very slow turning. It was like doing a a truck trying to turn around a corner. It was very slow, but let me tell you, I don't reckon that was 15 metres. Would have been 10 combined, like combined both sides at most, but... Yeah, a bit stiff there for O'Day as RNs takes the resulting free kick but puts it into heavy traffic. Forward of centre for the Bombers... Rolling mall and the umpire's going to call for a ball up. If I was at least a day, I'd be getting the measuring tape out afterwards. I'd like to check that, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the same. As Pierce, oh, one out by Nelda who jumped over Pierce on that occasion. Oskin comes charging through here for the Bombers. And Scarwin quickly put on the right boot. Stepnall, front position, takes the mark. Likes to play on quickly. Gets it on the right. In fact, it uh, was Collier, pardon me. Collier went towards the top of the square looking for Stepnall. Ball caught out the back. Falcons won't take it over the last line of defence. They elect to go with a hand pass over the top. Colvin very close towards the boundary line. Stasi on her hammer. Forces the uh, spill. Now comes out to Audley. Shay Audley off the side of the boots. And it will go through for a minor score. 2-8-20 Essendon. Darabin 2-2-14 as we've gone two minutes into this third term here on RSN Carnival 2. Yeah, great uh, defensive pressure there from Essendon and great positioning from Audley just to be outside the pack and just in that little bit of space. But, yeah, unfortunately for Essendon, she wasn't quite able to convert. Here's the kick out from fullback looking for Pierce. Got away from her. Samara David gets it before it goes over the boundary line. Kicks further up the line. Hammond comes out afterwards. Kirby Hicks is there. Gets it. Hammond on her hammer. Hammond goes in. In goes Samara David with then Scarwin. Going to fight for the football and get the hand pass out there. It was Wilson. Umpire blows the whistle and says it's gone over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll call for a throw in. So one even goal the difference. Great game of footy here at Windy Hill. Crowd are hushed. Ball comes back into play. Pierce wins it. Taken away here by General Lawson Tavern. Put on the left boot. Dons want to try and intercept here. Immediately wrapped up was uh, the player in McFadden. And the umpire will take the football back and call for a ball up again. Again, we'll have it between Nelda and Pierce. 
They've missed out on it. Audley, Nelda. Quickly got it across to Spark. Kept it in front of herself. Taken back there by Lawson Tavern. Immediately gets put into the ground. Tackled there by Lauren Arends. And the umpire blows the whistle and will say, let's take the football back right in front of the bowls club. Your match analyst is Elise Collette. We've talked a couple of times about the um, the 666 rule, but we've never really talked about, has it actually done its job? I'm not 100% sure it has. There's been a lot of lot of congestion, a lot of tough tackle, like tackling pressure. And yeah, I don't, I don't think the um, 666 rule has actually done anything apart from annoy people, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, like a, a lot of the rules the AFL have introduced, um, people justifying their paycheck as the ball is on the ground. And Scar wants to try and jump in there. Can't take the football out. It essentially comes down to... You need to strip it back to be less rules, really. Back yeah. to what the umpiring used to be. It's just talking about umpiring. We, we brought in this thing of... Um, of incorrect disposal and the failure to umpire that correctly, which was if a player puts the ball on the ground with being tackled, that's incorrect disposal. That's dropping the ball. Yeah, that... In the old days, that was. Unless you got a hand pass out or got a kick, it wasn't you tried. It was, did you do it? No. That's incorrect disposal. I feel like that's like that's a self-explanatory rule. But like, I've always had this theory that um, if they're not willing to bring a rule into the AFL... Don't bring it into the women's either level. It annoys the hell out of me. Like, this is not different yeah. games. This is the exact same game, but you're bringing in these rules as like and treating this, uh, the VFLW and sort of the AFLW as a guinea guinea pig competition, which it's just not. Well, as the umpire uh, awards a free kick here to Darren Hart back, I've got some more beef on that, but we better get back to the play, otherwise we'll go on forever in a day. Goes towards the boundary line and out of bounds, it will be a free kick to um, to uh, Essendon and Kendra Hall. Though it was interesting to say they had the AFL, industry women's, AFL Women's Industry Lunch, and from what I read on Big Footy by someone who attended, they claimed that Megan Gale hosted it, talked about motherhood and skincare products. Because that's totally but, relevant to football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I guess while we're on that topic, um, I should congratulate uh, Trisha, Trisha Squires um, on her uh, Jill Lindsay scholarship win. Of course, uh, now current uh, CEO of AFL Tasmania. Ball is thrown back into play. Missing it there was Lauren Pierce, and then Scowan goes in. Has to go in again, trying to... Uh, Tackle her. Uh, uh, it was Lister. The umpire will call for the ball back. Umpire throws the football in the air again, and away we go. Pierce. Try to get a hand pass out. Colvin. Didn't go anywhere. Still a half forward here for the Bombers. O'Day. Hand pass came out. Wilson for the Falcons. Goes up the line. Hammond through her hands. Kirby Hicks chasing after the football. Hicks now picks it up. Hammond still coming after her. Hicks managed to show a clean pair of heels. Got on the left boot. But it went out of bounds on the full. And it'll be a free kick going the way of Annalise Lister for the Darabin Falcons. And she elects to play on with no one on the mark. Goes for a run. And Scowen came at her, but she got the kick away. Coughed it up through, had it easily, and then dropped it. Samara David cleaned her up on the way through. And it stacks on the footy. The umpire blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. 2-8-20 Essendon, 2-2-14 the Darabin Falcons. As we've gone seven minutes into this third term. Just waiting for one side to grab the game by the scruff of their neck. It's an arm wrestle here at the moment. Through comes after the football. 
Now, is that in the back? No, it's over the boundary line and out of bounds for the umpire. It was a fair bump of the side by Rennie Hicks. Match analyst Elise Collette. Uh, we're talking about uh, Georgia and Scallon before. Uh, she hasn't had that many disposals, but I'd argue her tackling has been the more important factor of her game today. She's done. I'd love to see the stat on how many tackles she's done, but she's been quite a tackling machine in the middle of the ground for Essendon. Ball pops out close towards the boundary line. O'Day, fit it back, Burns. Oh, her hand pass got picked off. And taken away here by the Bombers with a kick towards the Stepnell direction, courtesy of Collier. Close towards the boundary line, quickly forces the ball and her opponent over the boundary line and out of bounds. Colvin seeing it over. We'll call for a throw in 25 metres around from the left-hand point post. An opportunity for the Bombers to get a score on the board and make it at least a decent two kicks that Darabin will need to hit the front again. The ball is back into play. Lauren Pierce brings it to ground. Colvin couldn't hang on to it. In goes Collier. Collier with a footy. Dispossessed. Ball still in the deck. Pierce got it out to Byrne. Cheryl Byrne now kicked it around the corner. Was looking and almost found the agency here of the intercept from Mariana Anthony. Goes back again. Kicks around the corner. Mark taken by Maddie Collier. Former GWS footballer will be playing for West Coast in the AFLW season 2020. Collier, 45 metres out from goal, goes for the top of the goal square, came off hand. Stasi was lurking around. Blackwood lost control of the football, got out the back door. Stepnell tried to go for it. Now, the kicking in danger is going to be against Stepnell. It did go through for a behind, but the behind will not count. I was about to say, will the um, behind count or not? But that was great defensive pressure there from Darabin just to get it over the line. And, oh, in the end, it didn't count, but just to stop the goal. It was Rowe that gets up after almost a couple of kick in the guts from that. And we will have the ball in the back pocket. So it will still be 2-8-20 Essendon, 2-2-14 Darabin. As we come out of defence, Rowe, very close towards the boundary line. Windy Hill fitness centre side of the ground. Through, take it away for the Bombers of the bounce. Kicks it inside 50 through several sets of hands. Collier cleans up bodies on the way through. Arends as well, couldn't hang on to it. Arnell's there for support. In goes through. Arnell again for the Falcons. Lister can't get it out. And we're going to have a stalemate here. Umpire blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. Yeah, great defensive pressure here from Darabin just to stop stop Essendon scoring or like getting an easy kick out um, towards their goals at all. Byrne goes after the footy. Cheryl Byrne kicks around the corner, looking for Hammond. Still at the half-back flank, trying to pick up the juggling football. Gets bumped over the boundary line and kicks the ball out of bounds on the full. Free kick going the way of the Dons in front of the scoreboard, which shows 10 minutes remaining. And a one-goal lead in this third term to the Dons. And Lauren RNs will take the free kick after playing in the QW Winter Series and slightly warmer weather after the Gabba last weekend. Oh, I, I envy Queenslanders at the moment with this weather. But uh, you just you just feel like that if Essendon could get one more goal, they could just break the game open a bit. It just feels like that kind of uh, situation at the moment. And the ball comes off hands and goes over the boundary line and out of bounds for a throw in after that Arends kick 35 metres out from the Don's goal. Queensland, beautiful one day. Rednecks the next has... We get ready to throw the football back into play. Pierce versus Stepnell. In goes O'Day. Put it on the right boot. Kicked around the corner. 
And that is it. The out-of-bounds of the full or last disposal. Either way, it's an Essendon free kick. 55 metres out from goal. Hosking, oh, too much on it, trying to find Frew. In comes O'Day, charging through, but it put it straight into the hands of Frew. And Frew now kicks it inside, 51. Bounce to Collier. Collier with a hand pass away. It was too low at the feet of Anthony. He had to try and go back again and have another crack at the footy. Stasi wanted to give it across to Collier. Got knocked out of her hands. Ball still at the half forward here for the Bombers. Trying to get the kick while being brought down to ground was Cornish. Now out to Collier. It goes to the top of the goal square. Katsima! Alexandra Quigley! Is it paid? No. One behind. She died for it. Had it. Got crunched. The umpire said, nah, popped out. So it will register as a minus score. 2-9-21 Essendon. 2-2-14 Darabin. Hell of an effort, though, from Quigley. As the Falcons find it with O'Day. And she's caught with the ball. Popped out now to Colvin, who's ricochet kick. Well, not ricochet. Shanked off the boot, rather. Went out of bounds on the full. Seven-point lead to Essendon. Twelve minutes gone in the third term. Audley, now long. Juggling around. Stepnell couldn't take it. Quigley, dispossessed. Umpire says dropping the football. And that is a free kick going the way of Rennie Hicks. Yeah, the, just before that, that Quigley almost marked there, that Essendon looked like they are about to get a good run on it multiple times, but... Bad communication, bad handballs just made uh, just made it that they weren't able to get that good run on into goal. And uh, Darabin here will be looking just to slow down, maybe just to make sure that they get the right kick and avoid the boundary because they've kicked it out in the full a couple of times. King it long there, Samara David. And immediately wrapped up on this occasion, the Darabin Falcons footballer and Fairchild, who is pinned for holding the football. And free kick going to Kirby Hicks for the Bombers. Set a wing bowls club side of the ground. Kirby Hicks with a footy for the Dons. They lead by seven points. Goes on the left boot. Long up the line. Looking for... Trying to find Wilson. Couldn't control it. Ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds for a throw in. That's what we'll have. 55 metres out for the Essendon goal. Attacking the railway end of the ground. Umpire will throw the football back into play. Pierce punched it. Bobbled around. Hosking couldn't get a hold of it. Going to ground there was Rennie Hicks. Going in there, Lister. Umpire says it's trapped in there. We'll call for a ball up. And we'll reset play. Hosking on the bottom of the pack there. Went out from behind by Nelda. Got it across to Dan Scarwin, who... Put on the afterburners, went inside 50. Pack went flying at the football. No one could stick the mark. Blackwood on the ground, fighting in hard with it with Quigley. And the umpire blows the whistle and will call for another ball up. And we'll have that 45 metres out from goal. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the stat for the number of ball ups this game. But it was a good good work from Nan Scala just to try and get out of the pack and just use her speed to get a good kick into 50 to what was another ball up. Umpire says too high in that... Uh pack and it's a free kick to Georgia Nanskowin. Georgia Nanskowin is about uh, 45 metres out. Alexa goes sideways to Audley. Now Audley's going to struggle from here about 45 out so she's going to be looking for a lead. McIntosh is one of them. Pulls the kick at the last second. Wasn't the smart option because the taller Colvin got in the way. She dropped the football. In goes Audley again. Umpire says there's a holding infringement in that pack. And uh, a free kick going the way of Blackwood for the Darabin Falcons. Blackwood kicks. Oh, 
Ford just managing to find the intended target in Gardner before it was going to be cut off by Land. Gardner goes up the line, only for it to be intercepted by the Bombers near their half forward. And taking it is Warburton, who goes inside 50 with a kick, looking for Stasi. Beaten out to it by Blackwood, who's been playing a very good game. Again, in defence for the Falcons. Victoria Blackwood, she was 23rd player last week, in the proper 22 this week. Taken away here by Gardner. Eloise Gardner goes up the line. O'Day, shank left kick. Intercepted and trying to kick it back, but off the side of the left boot, nailed up. Of the right boot, should I say. That's Garwin. Through. Through. Stripped of the football. Hit the deck. Tries to go back in for another crack at it. Audley jumps in. Umpire blows the whistle and calls for another ball up. Yeah, very congested. Very very tight tackling game at the moment. No one's getting very, very far. Like, there's been a few good long kicks, but they've either been intercepted or, more often than not, just ended up in a, a pack situation. Ball out in the centre wing. Eastman chasing after the football. Beat out Hyle on that occasion. Eastman does. Still dancing around Molly Eastman. Now looking in the uh, Lister or O'Day direction. Lister flew for the football. Tapped away from her. Ned Scowen came charging through. Tried to fire out of the hand pass. Intercepted. Taken away here by Zagetti for the Falcons. Zagetti going inside 50. Intercepting for the Bombers. McFadden. McFadden from defensive 50. Goes up the line looking for Hyle. Bounced away from her. Close towards the boundary line now. It went out. Was it touched or not? Because it could be last disposal. Chat between the field umpire and the boundary umpire. Boundary umpire says, I'm not too sure. The um, field umpire says, well, in that case, free kick to the Falcons. And by the look of it, I think it's Matty Wilson with a footy. Wilson elects to go long, trying to find the option there. Bridie Kennedy. Burn. Shell Burn kicks inside 50. Is looking for rain with that kick. And Elise Lister claims it, takes it, plays on. Lister on the left boot. Lauren Pierce. And nice mark there, Lauren Pierce. And yeah, she should be able to get this, I reckon. I, I, I'll back her in here. Found the space, dropped into the hole 30 metres out directly in front. This will make it a one point ball game at the 17 and a half minute mark of the third term. Lauren Pierce for the Darabin Falcons. Kicking to the primary school end. And pushes it left. Badly left. Out of bounds on the full. Oh, missed everything. Gosh. Kicking into so the much. breeze, but still not to register a score. Ouch. Uh, blame commentator's curse on that one. I backed her in and she's missed everything. So the Bombers, with two minutes to play in the quarter to come out of defence, they go short to Heil. The Canadian gets on the right boot. Long up towards the wing position. Ashley Cooper takes it, gets it across quickly. The Bombers now through through. Go long up the line. She got bowled over after the kick. Umpire missed it. Blackwood chasing after the football. McIntosh coming at her. And the ball goes over the boundary line for a throw-in. 25 metres out from the Bombers' goal. That was some quick movement of the football. Yeah, great work to, from Essendon. Just to position yourself at, out the back of the pack and uh, they had the player running on and to get the kick into their... Their forward line. Ball is thrown back into play. Pierce through several sets of legs. Stepnell lost control of it. Hand pass came out. Eastman held without it. Burn with a big tackle. Puts the opponent into the ground. Umpire blows the whistle and calls for the ball up. Minute remaining in the quarter. Bombers have it 45 metres out from goal. As the ball is thrown in the air. 
One out by Pierce, put it down the throat of Eastman. Danced around, kicked up the line. Awkward bouncing football for David. Murray David goes, oh, immediately caught. In fact, it wasn't David, it was Simpson, rather. Steph Simpson, the captain, immediately gets wrapped up. And the umpire will take the footy back. 30 seconds to go in this third term. Pierce takes it straight out of the ruck. Dispossessed of the football. Umpire says, holding... Essendon free kick. They've got 20 seconds to get a move on here. They've got to find a mark. Nelda has gotten the hurry up. Goes inside 50. Easy mark here for the Falcons. And they'll just slow it down. Patterson with the footy. Patterson on the right. Close towards the boundary line. Good mark by Lauren Arens. Coming over the shoulder. But the siren will beat her. That is three-quarter time here at... Well, that was interesting there for a moment. Three-quarter time here at Windy Hill. I was going to say why it was interesting was it was a shank kick that bounced when the siren went. The ball actually bounced and finished one metre away from the goal square. If nobody clued up to it and if it kept bouncing, that was a live ball. Interesting. If, if that went through for a score, that counted. But, obviously, it just held up. So, Terrabin just not watching the ball just then. But, nonetheless, seven points the margin at three-quarter time. Essendon, 2-9-21. Lead the Darabin Falcons, 2-2-14. With her thoughts on the third quarter, here's your match analyst, Elise Collette. They're very, even very congested at times, that quarter. And I guess that shows on the scoreboard with um, the only score coming for the quarter coming um, through Essendon's two behinds. But... Yeah, it was very even, very very between the 50s at times. And, yeah, you almost feel like if Essendon can get one more goal, they could they could open the game up a bit for them. But if Darabin get the next one, that could make things very interesting. Absolutely. Seven points the margin here. Goal kickers, Lauren Arnau with the two for the Darabin Falcons. For Essendon, singles to McIntosh and Stepnell. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio via WARFradio.com and the VFL app. It is three-quarter time. Essendon 2-9-21, Darabin 2-2-14. Don't you go anywhere. Premiership coach Paul Ruse talks teamwork, leadership and creating a winning culture. One of the smartest minds in football talks about his life and the lessons he's learned on the next Reclick Sporting Chance Night. If you're in sport or business, come and learn from one of the best. It's on Wednesday, August 14 at the Hoppers Club. Pelham Drive, Hoppers Crossing. Tickets just $25, but bookings are a must. Call 9419-6672 and join Paul Roos. Reclick, including the unincluded. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum on the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. 
the verdict. We're going to have Sydney and Melbourne clashing next spring. Increasingly so, aren't we? How much can Greg Nichols control this in his new job? We can't. We had that conversation. I don't know. The Patent Committee, I think, needs to sort it out. But again, I think it's all down to the voting. So this is the quandary where the biggest states can overrule the smaller states. The verdict, 9 till 10, Monday mornings. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse on RSN. 927 for OTI Racing, where sport and lifestyle collide. Find out more at oti.com.au. We go round Victoria for RSN 927's Country Notice Board. It's your statewide heads up on the best racing experiences in all three codes. Andrew Q's whips around Victoria for Country Notice Board. Tuesday mornings at 10 and later on podcast. Ho, ho, ho! Go, you good thing! It's Christmas in July at the Meadows. Exhilarating greyhound racing, a delicious Christmas buffet, and jumping castles for kids every Saturday night in July. Book now at meadows.org.au. 69. The number of cancer-causing chemicals in tobacco smoke. 16. The number of places in your body that smoking causes cancer, including the bladder, bowel, liver, and pancreas. One in five, the number of all cancers caused by smoking. One, the number of clear ways you have to reduce your risk if you're a smoker. Call Quitline, 137848 or go to quit.org.au. RSN Carnival 2 is the On RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio via WARFradio.com and the VFL app. You're listening to the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's three-quarter time. Essendon 2-9-21. Darabin 2-2-14 here at Windy Hill in Essendon. Peter Holden and Elise Collette with you on commentary. And again, we apologise that if you've uh, finally stumbled across the stream after you're looking for us on Facebook.com going, oh, where's the uh, video stream? Uh, we had bring, brought you a video stream of a handful of games so far. And Rich and Tetra was to bring you every GWS game. Uh, we had a few issues with that, so we thought we'd trial things out by uh, showing you some other VFL games, which were very popular, but unfortunately we've been told, courtesy of a third party who's given us the heads up, is that uh, unfortunately it's been knocked on the head that we're allowed to take the AFL Vic camera feed for the video stream. We'd like to offer you that. We'd like to improve the coverage of women's football, but uh, once again, sadly, football politics has taken place over the ability to promote the game of women's football. It's sad, but not surprising. As the And if, again, if you want things changed, I recommend you write to the AFL. Just send them emails. I don't think any of you will, unfortunately, but if you do, it'd be much appreciated because the more we argue for change, change will happen. 2-9-21 Essendon, 2-2-14, the Darabin Falcons. That's my piece. Jeez, I feel like I'm on 3AW giving a political speech or something <laughs> like that. You're not. You're on RSN Carnival 2, home of women's football. Elise Collette, how do you think this final quarter is going to play out? Um... Uh, just quickly on that, you'll just say what everyone else is thinking. But in yeah. terms of this final quarter, um, it'll, I reckon it'll depend on who gets the first goal. If Eston get the first goal, it could break the game open and the floodgates may open. But if Darwin get it, it could be uh, could t- it will tighten things up and make things very interesting. Well, as the play is immediately underway and uh, going in there, Steph Simpson, she's immediately wrapped up. Umpire will ask for football back. I did tip Essendon by a point, and funny enough, if Darwin just kicked one goal and then that's it, 
I'll be bang on the money as Samara David takes it out of the pack. Hand pass across to Aliso Day, who kicks around the corner. Awkward bounce, trying to find Lauren R. Now, gave it across to Lauren Pierce. Umpire said play on. Now, gave it across to Rennie Hicks. Hicks now has to try and shrug off two. Got pulled down, but got a kick away. Going in there as Zagetti is immediately wrapped up by Mariana Anthony. Ball at centre half forward here for the Darabin Falcons. Going in there as McFadden. Umpire dancing around, sees the football come out by Heil. Kicks a grubber, trying to pick it up now is Colvin who gets brought down to ground by Cecilia McIntosh Annalise Lister then kicks the ball inside 50, good mark by Warburton who takes the mark it'd be rather ironic if she was from the Arrow Valley Warburton now out of defence thank you as the kick to Lauren RN now takes it RN now kicks it up the line for Essendon towards centre wing broadcast side. Umpire saying play on as Patterson tried to claim the mark. Quickly dumped her into the ground. In goes McIntosh. Caught immediately by Colvin. And then got thrown over her shoulder into the deck. The umpire says there's throwing of the football in there. And it will be a free kick going the way of the Darabin Falcons. And number 32, Gabrielle Colvin. Two minutes gone in this final term. Seven point lead to the Bombers. Arnell says, don't pass it to me, go long. And Lauren Arnell was told off by the umpire for being within the protected area. <laughs> Lauren Arnell smil- smiling back going, I work for Avel Vic, I think I've got an idea of the rules. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she laughs it off. So as Colvin, Colvin now goes up the line. Oh, a strong march of the Bombers here and uh, taking it. By the look of it is Lauren Arnell has stood tall there. She's at the halfback. Now goes up the line. Looking for Quigley in the middle of the ground. Bounced away from her. Gardner was chasing after it as well. Stepnell gets in there. Gets the hand pass back. Using the HC of Nelda. Oh, RN sold the candy. Then got caught by the second player on the occasion. Got the hand pass out. Now coming through the middle. Chloe Land goes inside 50. Over the head. McIntosh chasing after it. Again, she kicks it off the ground with a metre to go. That's putting the definition of goal sneak. (laughs) And Cecilia McIntosh gets her second. The Bombers extend the margin to 13 points, 3927 to 2214. Yeah, very sneaky there from um, Cecilia. It was clear this time that it was going to go through, but unlike last time where it could have bounced either side of the post, but uh, I guess. Um, Yes, the team needs just to make sure that it gets over the line. Claiming someone else's goal and putting it down as, and uh, Cecilia, I reckon that's a fine to the uh, social fund for the women's team. So, Cecilia, I'm dobbing you in for 20 bucks there. I reckon that's 10 bucks <laughs> a pop for that. You go, you've got to pay up to the Mad Monday fund for the uh, women's team at the end of the season. As the ball is won down here by Nelda. Tapped it along. Taken away, though, by the Falcons. Wilson now kissed towards the half-forward flank. Awkward bouncing football. Hammond comes after it. Kirby Hicks has played well on her today. Almost a scoop throw. And the umpire says, yes, it is a throw. Free kick going the way of the Dons. Arnell takes it immediately with advantage paid. Steph Simpson pulls it in. It was a juggling football. It was an awkward football. But somehow she swallowed it 25 metres out directly in front. It looked like it might have bounced there for a second. But I think that's just my eyes playing tricks on me. Yeah, good work there from uh, Simpson. And let's, let's see if she can convert. Simpson, four minutes into the final term, directly in front. Bang! Easy. Made it look very easy. 
The Falcons reply swiftly. A 3-2-20. Darabin, Essendon, 3-9-27. We have gone just over four minutes into this final term. Hello to Andy Turak and uh, I think Fern heading down to Morwell listening to our coverage as they go to watch Collingwood and Melbourne Uni. You're on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com, the VFL app, and here is Elise Collette. Well, we shout out to um, listeners, shout out to my cousin Nat who is who's listening in today and... Um, always listens in when I when I rem- remember to tell her that I'm commentating. So and remember, thank you for listening. And remember our motto, the more you drink, the better we sound. As the ball is thrown <laughs> up in the air, one out by uh, Lauren Pierce. Ball bobbling around here for David. Tried to get it out, got brought to ground. Pierce wants to go again. Pack quickly forms right on the edge of the circles. Lauren Arnell is crying out for balls. The... Umpire said it would pop out momentarily. Frew is in there. I think it's Lister now tries to bury the way through. She gets wrapped up. Umpire blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. So five minutes gone in this final term. Seven-point lead to the Bombers. Each side has kicked a goal in this term. Arnell trying to to go through as Lister immediately wrapped up on this occasion by Hosking. Umpire circles, blows the whistle and calls for another ball up. Yeah, that... um that uh, stoppage there just outside the uh, centre square was a bit weird there. I thought it was, like, dead stopped, but the umpire must have seen something that neither of us saw. Kicked around the corner by Samara David. Oh, picked off here for the Bombers, and now they're away. Quick little hand pass out. I think it was by Landon trying to drive it forward towards centre-half forward. Stasi goes in there, and immediately they hit a brick wall. Jeez, if they were only away then, it was Collie up, and... Getting up a bit sore. Colvin for the Falcons. Pierce loses out to Nalda. Getting a kick away. Nanskawan. Chasing after the football here. Lawson Tavern. She's got company. Quigley. Tapped it. And then, well, that was almost... That was a throw by Hoskin. The umpires missed that. She threw it with one hand, tapped it with the other. That's a throw every day of the week. And the umpire said, oh, out of bounds. I think that's one of those rules that's just open to interpretation. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play, 60 metres out from goal, Nelda versus Pierce. Hand pass, Eastman going across there to Lister. Kicks it long up the line on the left boot towards centre wing and the ball <laughs> goes over the boundary line for a last disposal rule. Free kick to the Bombers and Kendra Heil. Played for the Hamilton Wildcats when she played in the AFL Ontario competition before moving to Australia. And then played for the Eastern Devils for quite a few years. Absolutely. As, and started a run of Canadians, actually, at the Devils. As yes, the that is true. Kick them up the line. Warburton back there for the Bombers at the half-back flank. We'll get the ball back from Nanskawan. Warburton in front of the scoreboard, puts it on the right boot, hugging close towards the boundary line, looking for Collier, one bouncing over, and that'll be last disposal, I believe. Um, boundary umpire just conferring with the field umpire. Yes, free kick going the way of Patterson for the Falcons. And I should mention that uh, she played in the International Cup 2014 Can- Canada Northern Lights side that won the women's division, beating the Irish Banshees in 2014 at Punt Right Oval. Kendra Heil, so she's a, definitely a world champion, you could say, in Aussie rules. Coming away here for the Bombers as they go in the Quigley direction. Yeah, good mark. And that, I think, was Hosking that set it up to Quigley. He'll be having a shot on goal from 
40 metres out. Elects to pass for the pocket instead of going for home and almost got stepped or got punched away from her. Close towards the boundary line. Lister has the football. Hurry kick while under... It was Kennedy, rather. Hurry kick while under pressure. And Elizabeth Hosking is having a great game today. She takes the mark. Intercepted for the Dons as she's 45 metres out from goal. Oh, almost pulled in a pearler there was Sean Wilson. Couldn't hang on to it. McIntosh tries to go for a hurry squeeze snap. Going in there is uh, quickly at the top of the square. Taken away as she tried to put it onto the boot. Blackwood just uh, punched it forward with the one fist across to Lawson Tavern. Then goes up towards the centre wing position. Warburton takes it there for the Bombers. Got it across to Nauta who got it across to RNs. RNs on the right boot. Wants to go inside 51. Bounce over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll call for a throw in. Here's your match analyst, Elise Collette. One thing I have noticed is a lot of the play has been the opposite side of the ground to our broadcast position. I wonder, I'm not 100% sure why that is. There seems to be no difference between the two sides. It's just a lot of the play has been that side of the ground and a lot of um, a lot of the uh, last disposal slash um, out on the fulls um, have all been that side. So it'll be interesting to see why it's just why it's happened. Stemmel to Fergus. Fergus is immediately caught and we call for a ball up. And that's what we do. Pierce versus Stepnell and a free kick to Laurie Stepnell. Pierce is asking why saying I just out-muscled her. The umpire might have indicated an elbow or something in there. I thought it was just a fair contest. But nonetheless um, Laurie Stepnell with the free kick. I didn't quite see the whole contest but from the aftermath, I thought it was going to be a free to Pierce, but... Yeah, she was arguing the point. As Laurie Stepnell has it, she's 40 metres out from goal, slight angle with the approach. She's already kicked one so far today for the Bombers, looking for her second. Laurie Stepnell unloads, flat mongrel punt, going to land at the top of the square, came off hands, right on the last line here, and it shuffled through for a minor score. 3-10-28 Essendon, 3-2-20 the Darabin Falcons. We've gone 10 minutes into this final term. You're on RSN Carnival 2, the home of women's football, and WARFradio.com and the VFL app as the kick back into play. Frew versus Patterson. Patterson spun around in a circle, went to Burn. Burn got knocked off the football. Charging through is Warburton. Warburton from 45 metres out finds in the goal square. The intended targets and taking a mark. I think it's Maddie Collier, I believe. She is literally one and a half metres out. It is indeed. The former GWS Giants footballer will be with the West Coast Eagles in the next AFLW season. Maddie Collier directly in front. Bang! Easy as you, easy as you like. But it was very odd from Darabin. Um, the Warburton that was kick, that, uh, kicked in to Collier, that they just sort of stood there. Like, they didn't tackle her or anything. It was very odd, and that's not going to make um, Michael Erickson very happy at all. But, yeah, that's... Not quite the nail in the coffin yet, but I always feel like one more goal and then that might be it. So 11 minutes gone in this final term. Essendon 4-10-34. Darabin 3-2-20 here at Windy Hill. Crowd has increased to about 250. A few coming in late to watch the uh, final quarter here. Free entry, of course, of the VFLW as the ball has gone up. Stepnall going in there. Lister immediately caught. Ball spilled out of her hands. In goes Lawson Tavern, and the umpire will blow the whistle and call for a ball up. And we'll reset play and go one more time. Umpire throws the ball high in the air. Best away from Pierce. Umpire blows the whistle and says it's a free kick. 
And a 50-meter penalty to De- D'Amato for not getting the ball back on the full. And guess what? The player encroaching inside the in the protected area means a double 50, and the Essen supporters aren't happy about it. And it's all correct, though. She didn't get the ball back on the full. Someone stood in the protected area. And that means that Jasmine Diamato will be kicking directly in front, 10 metres out. And that is an easy goal for the Falcons. And like you said, Elise, they aren't dead yet. No, it's certainly not dead. But I'd, I'd feel a bit ripped off there if I was an Essendon supporter. Because particularly with that second 50, it wasn't clear where the 50, like, where the mark was going to be. So it was just like... A little bit confusing, and then... Yeah, it wasn't necessarily to do with the mark. It was more the protected area, the player standing oh, next okay. to it, because I'm... we brought in this rubbish five anything and play yeah, on, you know. Never more complicated rules. Rule. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh... It was correctly it was correctly done by the umpire, but it's just the rule is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, and that particular, that first 50 as well, I felt like it was very quick on it, like... Yeah, but the ball wasn't back on the full. That one was, that one absolutely should have happened. Yeah, it was, it was clear, but I, I felt like... Often when they they pick that fifty out, it's like they do take that extra second to uh, to call that fifty. But hey, I don't know. Falcons trying to come out of the middle here through Lister. Lister put on the left boot, going long inside fifty, bobbled around, trying to go. Stevenson Warburton got rid of one, and they managed to get the kick away just in the nick of time. Wants to go chase up her own football burn there as well. Samara David comes after Kirby Hicks. Hicks going after it. Good little bump put on there. Hicks with a hand pass along the ground. Trying to find uh, the player in focus, but she puts the ball out of bounds on the full. We have gone uh, so far 13 and a half minutes into this final term. Eight point lead to Essendon, 4-10-34 to 4-2-26. Here's the kick from the Falcons. Looking in the Hammond direction. Lister. Tries to take on a couple. Frew is there. She's being held up by McFadden. The umpire will call for a ball up 50 metres out from the Falcons' goal. Here's Elise Collette. Um, yeah, Darren just have to make the most of uh, the time that the ball's in their 50. They've just got to make sure they get the right kick, make sure it's not a pack oh. or going to be intercepted like that kick was there. Uh, now I try to find Georgia Hammond, but Kirby Hicks has been playing her like a glove today, took that one-handed and pulled it in. Looking for Kendra Hall, bounced off of her. Now the Bombers are all of a sudden caught with the ball back in defence. In fact, I was saying it was Hall earlier. It was Ruby Svark, pardon me. Similar hair. And gives it back to the umpire after he calls for a ball up. 40 metres out from the Falcons' goal. Five and a half minutes to play. Aliso Day screaming for it. Missed it. Audley gave it across. It was now it immediately got caught. Umpire blows the whistle and asks for another ball up. 40 metres out from the Falcons' goal. Five minutes, ten seconds remaining. Tense final term here on RSN Carnival 2. The home of women's football. Now to Warburton. Nats going rather, on the right boot. Went up the line, looking for Hosking. Got dispossessed the football. McNeese, cops one high. Oh, okay. Carly McNeese for the Darabin Falcons. She's 60 metres out from home, right in front of the Essendon Interchange Gate. Gets on the right boot, looking for Burn. Too much on it, Lauren Pierce. Lauren Pierce on the right boot. One bounce and over the boundary line for a throw-in. Maybe not a bad result in the end, 25 metres out from goal. Yeah, uh, Darabin have got to make sure that when they don't have the ball, the ball, their pressure is just up. They they're doing it really well at the moment, just making sure that Essendon don't get any easy kicks out. Because if they get a kick out, they can get a run on it and uh, goal game over. Nets going, goes in, gets one high. 
The crowd was screaming for it. The umpire awards it. So free kick to the Bombers. Georgia Nanskawan is told to slow and calm things down. Four minutes on the clock. A side up by eight points. Alexa work wide towards the grandstand side. Audley had it, then dropped it. All over her back like a cheap soup, Molly Eastman. Not paid. Going in there is Fry, umpire says. I'll ask for the football back, please. So we'll throw it up 50 metres out from the Falcons' goal. Under four minutes remaining in this match. Eight points the difference. Essendon leads. But it's the Falcons attacking up. They kick the last one. McNeese. Oh, great smothered job then by Lauren Arends. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Yeah, great work. Uh, great pressure there from Arends. But great pressure of the uh, stoppage earlier from Molly Eastman. It wasn't like initially a whole lot of pressure, but it was enough to make Shay Audley drop the ball and then uh, the intensity of um, Eastman's pressure just lifted. Going through Lauren Pierce, hand pass over the top. Now receiving it, Lawson Tavern, courtesy of Patton. Oh, Mark taken in front here by Kendra Heil. Heil elects to go towards the Bowls Club side of the ground. It is a long kick. And the umpire says a push out against Collier, against Patterson. Collier not happy about it. Arguing the case. Patterson gets the resulting free kick. Eight points to margin. Essendon lead by two minutes, 47 seconds remaining. Clock is ticking. Patterson with the football. Elects to play on. Patterson takes on Collier and is caught. And the umpire says your G-O-N-E gone. Should have just gone the kick. When she was called back the first time. And, yeah, yeah not great work there from um, from Patterson. Collier makes up for it and probably works out better for us because that chewed up a heck of a lot of the clock for them. Here's the kick close towards the boundary line. It went out of bounds last disposal. Field umpire chatting with the boundary umpire. and sure it was last disposal. Aliso Day knows the clock is ticking. Centre wing pulse club side goes long with the kick. Puts the juice on it. Off hands from Warburton. Then across to Kirby Hicks. Brought down rain with a kick. Then Scowan chasing after. Ball bounced away from her. Going in his focus. He tried to bury through. Then out to Nanskowan who danced around and picked up the footy. Nanskowan now goes inside 50 with the kick. Mark taken by Colvin back there in defence for the Falcons. Under two minutes remaining in this match. Colvin's got a POQ, and that's what she does. Up the line. Collier gets wiped out by Patterson. Collier is feeling worse for wear. And the umpire gives a free kick. Last disposal to the way of Darren Falcons. Collier gets up going, who hit me? That was Brooke Patterson. It wasn't a, it wasn't a bad hit. It was just two went hard at it. And Collier ended up the worse for wear. Yeah, that's one of the factors of football and it's one of the things you sign up for when you sign up to play. It was actually a free kick to Essendon out of that because the umpire pointed the wrong way. Nance Scarwin now goes say. back to RNs, going back to Nance Scarwin. Nance Scarwin takes the mark. Chewing up the clock. A minute to go. Essendon will take out this match and get their third win of the VFLW season. Nance Scarwin right in front of the Bowls Club's rooms. Goes up the line to RNs. It takes the mark in front of Arnell. Don't forget tomorrow we're on air, 9.30am for a 10.30am bounce. Carlton and Weemstown on the home of women's football, RSN Carnival 2. Don't worry about the other stations. They're just part-timers. We're the real deal. As taken by Ned Scarwin, who now goes with a chip kick up the line. It was keepings off, really, that they were playing. Looking for Collier. It's good to see that she's up and about after getting flattened earlier. Patterson again with her. Punches the ball over the boundary line and out of play. Very close to the siren. Under 20 seconds remaining. The Bombers only won one game last year. 
They're on track now for their third victory and mathematically a chance for the finals with still a handful of games remaining in the season. And Scarwin gets caught by Zagetti. Free kick to the Darabin Falcons. And there's the siren. They hug on the boundary line. The Bomber faithful very happy. They're down two of their key players for the rest of the year in Eugle and Bullis. But somehow they've managed to take the step up to the challenge. Here goes the song. The Bombers winners today, 4-10-34 to 4-2-26, Elise Collette. Yeah, great work there from from Essendon to get the win there. But for a lot of the game, it was quite even. We were, we were expecting a close game and we got it. It was just, yeah, um, I reckon Darren's kicking let them down a bit today. It wasn't like length or like... Um, Oh, I can't remember what the word I'm looking for is, but like their, their targets, yeah, yeah, their accuracy was, yeah, let them down. That was Essendon were, um, took a lot of particularly defensive intercepts, and mm. I would, I'd love to see the stat, but um, yeah, it's just yeah, good work, good work, Essendon. Absolutely, as uh, they shake hands and uh, the crowd will be clapping off the ground in a moment. Let's go through the goal kickers at full time. For the Essendon Bombers, two to Cecilia McIntosh, both a metre out from goal, which he just toe poked it through when it was bouncing through. So that that's, I reckon, 20 bucks worth of social uh, fines to her. The Women's uh, Social Fund for the Mad Monday, that's 20 bucks at least from Cecilia McIntosh, those cheeky oh, ones. Okay. Maddie Collier with a goal and Laurie Stepnall with a goal. For the Darabin Falcons, it was two to Lauren are now one to Steph Simpson and one to Jasmine Diamato. You felt that the Falcons had that period there for three or four minutes in the later stages of that quarter that they could have maybe got something out of that and, and brought it back to under a kick. But again, the accuracy just came back to hurt them, how they couldn't get their targets. Yeah, there was just so many intercept marks, particularly like top of the 50 that Essen were able to take. Like, um, Kirby Hicks, for one, she was she was brilliant in defence today for Essendon. It was a strong interceptor and it was uh, was able to like propel them forward um, from uh, from defence. As the SN girls get ready to come off the ground, hello, by the way, to those that are uh, listening online and uh, commenting through Bomber Blitz, the Bomber Blitz forum, that famous Essendon forum, hashtag flare up. Um, they should after beating Adelaide last night and now their women's side having a victory tonight. And here's the crowd clapping off the Essendon Bombers off the ground, their third win of the season. They are mathematically in the finals race. We're at round 11. This is a 16-round season, so can the Bombers sneak in is the question. Well, after that game against GWS, which even though they lost and it wasn't worth the premiership points, there must have been a confidence boost that they could match it with such a quality side. And now today that they take on a side that had won 10 premierships in 13 seasons, a much-respected Darabin Falcons side, albeit weakened compared to their squad of previous years. That is a big scalp for them to get in this 10th versus 11th battle. The theme song plays again here at Windy Hills. They walk from the ground. 4-10-34 Essendon. Darabin Falcons 4-2-26. We're about to go through the better players for the Essendon side. As we can see that um, Kirby Hicks uh, actually pulled up from walking off the ground uh, about 20 metres from the gate with some cramp and uh, coaching stuff actually, well, training stuff actually out there trying to work on her legs as we speak so she can walk off the ground. She played a hell of a game today, Kirby Hicks. Yeah, she certainly did. Yeah, cramps are not fun. So, 
Um, but yeah, she was brilliant. One of the absolute, absolute best today. She was, yeah, as I was talking about before, she, um, till, took a lot of intercept marks and was crucial across that half-back line. Let's talk about some of the better Essendon players for today. We're on here to 2 o'clock, so we've got eight more minutes left. Um, we'll go start going through the list. Cecilia McIntosh with two goals. Again, as McIntosh, you know, she's 40 years old now, you know, still moves at quite a quick pace. Um, it's a case of she didn't have as much as two goals. It wasn't a standout starring game. She had impact, but her impact's got two goals, and she, she plays the game smart now. She knows when to pop up and where to pop up. Yeah, it's very true. She's she proves that age is just a number. She was she didn't get a lot of the ball, but she was. Uh, they often talk about it's like perceived it's pressure. Impo- yeah, they often talk about it's more important what you do off the ball than what you do with it. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of tackling pressure and able to to sneak those uh, those couple of goals in as well. And yeah. Uh, Alexandra quickly for today as we look through some of the better players. Um, quickly, um, again, didn't get a goal, but I think what helps with her being back on the side, it straightens up Essendon, gives them a focal point to go to, and it helps spread the forward line a little bit, and they allow Stasi and the few others to be more dangerous because all of a sudden the better defender for for Darabin has to then keep an eye on Quigley because they know Quigley's dangerous. So it drags away that better defender, drags away a possible plus one in defence. Yeah, and it also gives that, that key marking target as well. So if she marks it, great, she can go back and take the shot. But if she uh, she drops it, she can, she can drop, uh, pat it down to the ground and then players like Stasi can just crumb it and then uh, sneak through and kick the goal. We look at Kirby Hicks' game today. Interesting matchup against Georgia Hammond. Now, Georgia Hammond at times was taken uh, away from the forward line and used in the ruck and did okay when she was in the ruck up against uh, Simone Nelda and Laura Stepnell. But whenever she went down towards that Ford 50 arc, not an inch given by Kirby Hicks today. And Georgia Hammond struggled, struggled to have any impact, genuine impact in the Ford half because Hicks was all over her. Yeah, absolutely. Essendon definitely did their homework and yeah, she didn't even kick a goal. Um, but yeah, this just, just proves that... Um uh, doing your homework is very helpful. Shay Audley today, if we look at the number 13. Um, Shay Audley um, got a fair bit of the football. who was teaming up to feed it out to Nansko and constant feed, constant feed. Wasn't a, a great game by Audley by, by any means of the imagination, but very serviceable today. Did the job, did everything that they needed to be done, you know, created some opportunities. A good, solid game today from Audley. Yeah, very similar to McIntosh. Um did more off the ball, like with tackling yeah. pressure and things like that, and just just set up other players and going forward. Um, Ollie Warburton as well. I'll just look back at number eleven for a moment. Popped up a little bit in defence there in that second half. Uh, Frederica Frew, number seventeen. That run that she's trying to create coming off the half back line. That's exciting. It's the one thing we we're critical of Essendon about a couple of weeks ago against Collingwood. She was giving them some run, giving them something. She was coming off the half back line. She was trying to create. Yeah, and she got a lot of the yeah a lot of um, a lot of disposals, and yeah, there was a, a, a group of them that just were able to use their pace and just run through the middle. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but yeah, there was just a number of them using their pace to their advantage. 
As we continue our look through the list, uh, Maddie Collier with the one goal today. Maddie Collier popped up a little bit in the second half, did a few things here and there. Again, wasn't, you know, a mind-blowing, oh, my God, this is an AFLW champion-type display. But, you know, again, serviceable, did the work, did the forward pressure, did what needed to be done today. Uh, as we look through the list, um, Simone Nelda today in the ruck, improved against Lauren Pierce. Lauren dominated early when Lauren just got front position, front position, front position. And that meant to Simone, you can't be lazy, you can't be from behind. You have to work hard to get front position. She got better as the game went on, but I felt she got taught a little lesson today by Lauren Pierce. Yeah, and she was able to get front position a couple of times, but yeah, we were talking about earlier how um, she had probably the toughest job in... um, the VFLW trying to beat someone that's as good as Pierce. She at least competed and got got the tap a couple of times, but yeah. As we continue to look through the list, Jessica Stasi, number 31 for Essendon. Um, very good first half from her, even though she didn't get a goal on the scoreboard. The one thing I like about Stasi, she had better impact. She seemed exciting around the ball. And, and what helped was, A, because quickly they're taking away the better defender. But, B, is because the ball was coming in quicker, that makes Stasi more dangerous. You get the ball in quick to her, and all of a sudden she's got the pace to really put panic on the defenders. Yeah, Absolutely. Elizabeth Hosking, underrated. Underrated by today's performance. Got plenty of the football. Again, another one creating some run from half back like Federica Frew. Um, again, Elizabeth Hosking is a player I think we've got to start seriously having a look at. Yeah, and to add to that list, I'd add uh, Lauren Irens to that list as well. She was, like Kirby Hicks, she was doing, she took a lot of defensive marks off across that half back line and was able to, um, to get the motion started. Uh, going forward. And of course you were looking at Georgia Nanskarwin. Yeah, she got a lot of, a lot more disposals and, and fairly effective disposals towards the back end of the game, but early on her um her tackling pressure was more impressive than her disposals. She didn't get that many, but her tackles were uh, were absolutely outstanding. Okay, okay. So that's our look at the victors today. Yesterday, four ten thirty four, defeating the Darabin Falcons four two twenty six. As we said, with our radio call tomorrow nine thirty a.m., we bring you Carlton versus Williamstown. Uh, that game at Princess Park in Carlton. Join myself, Elise, and uh, Paul Sebastiani then. And uh, just a note for general. Football followers, you can switch across to RSN Carnival 1. That's you're on Channel 2 at the moment, but switch across to RSN Carnival 1 at 2 o'clock for the VAFA, first versus third in the Premier Division there. That'll be a cracking game on RSN Carnival 1. Uh, coming up round 12 next week, uh, we can tell you that we've got definitely the Darabin Falcons again. So for Falcon supporters, we've got you versus Geelong being called by GoFooty.Live, that game at Bill Laurie Oval. We hope to bring you the Bulldogs versus NT Thunder game at Mars Stadium Ballarat. To be confirmed, depending if we've got the commentators to do it. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, July 28th at 2pm, Southern Saints versus Casey Demons at Trevor Barker Beach Oval in Sandringham. Uh, join us for that. Essendon supporters, to let you know, the next couple of games we've got coming up for the Bombers are a couple of weeks away. August 3rd, Saturday, August 3rd, 11am at Windy Hill. We'll be back for the game between the Bombers and the Southern Saints. And then on round 14, we'll also have you for the game against the Western Bulldogs. 4pm game, Saturday, August 10 at VU Witten Oval. That's for Essendon supporters your game is coming up it should be a good few weeks coming up
Well, it's just about time to wrap up things here on RSN Carnival 2, the home of women's football. Don't make a mistake about that. We do a one-hour pregame show, not 60 seconds. Hello to that other station. Um, 4.10.34, Essendon, 4.2.26. You can tell I'm in a really good mood this week. You can tell it. Again, we apologise that we didn't have the video stream. Footy politics, folks. You know what it is. Common sense need not apply. Uh, Elise Collette, you have been uh, absolutely wonderful as always, stepping in the last minute to fill for us. Thank you very much for the marvellous work that you've done today along with the internship and university and everything else that you're juggling in between, as well as playing for Blackburn. Thank you for having me. And, yes, life can be a headache sometimes, but this is always good fun. I'm Peter Holden, your league caller, tech, and the guy who brings all the gear to the ground and also the guy that the league headquarters comes afterwards when I say too much on the radio. Hopefully I'll be with you tomorrow at 9.30am at Bridges Park with Carlton and Williamstown. Don't forget to follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash WARF radio or go to Twitter and search for us at WARF radio. Really do appreciate your support because that's essentially all we do it for. Essendon 4.10.34 defeating Darabin 4.2.26. Until tomorrow, it's bye for now. The VFL Women's Match of the Day is a volunteer production by Women's Australian Rules Football Radio for RSN 927's digital channel Carnival 2. When footy's done and dusted, the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10 and then on podcast.